Uh, okay, recap. What do I have? Okay, so actually, I'm slowly starting to remember, incredibly. Uh, and the last session was uh, quite short. Uh, and we actually we didn't manage to do much, but okay, here's what happened. This was December 5th, 1933, and uh, minus 37 degrees Celsius. We were talking about going back into the pit. Can somebody remember what the pit was? I think it was like yeah. the central scare. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we, we found like a central big, big cylindrical hole going down with like a ramp that went down, and then I think we went down into the ramp, and there were like uh, tunnels going off of it at the various levels. And we went into one, and mm -hmm. we found we found a mural that gave us a lot of information about the the history of this city and the creatures and stuff. And yeah. um, I think we found some remnants too that that were human. Like I think we found some some sleds and. Do, do we find human remains? I don't remember. I think we found like clothing and stuff. I think that that was actually the session before. Oh, Because okay. you went down into the pit, but it is that pit. So we went down to that, then we yeah. went up again. And then yeah. we were like, okay, how are we going to deal with that? So we got two Norwegian volunteers. Screaming uh, no-nos to walk in front of us. Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Things didn't turn out real great for those guys. <laughs> so, but we we went down. It's like basically an underground labyrinth. As mm -hmm. we were exploring, we felt the air was getting warmer. We brought dynamite and rifles. We, we, yeah. I mean, I'm just reading what I what I wrote here. Just stop me if this is completely insane. But apparently, we saw oh, a giant, a giant albino penguin, that then quickly quickly ran away. That sounds crazy. So, you must be losing it. So that, no, I'm just reading. Just reading. <laughs> okay, and then soon after that, we saw a blob, a huge blob, a monster, and it came after us in the most terrifying way, and it grabbed both of the poor Norwegian guys. We, however, managed to escape. We considered throwing some dynamite, but we didn't. I thought we did. We didn't. I think you Until another wanted to, but you, it would be too risky for you. Right. And then another shagger, maybe it was the same, or maybe it was another monster, it came after us, always screaming, Tikalili! Um, so our escape was blocked, we ran into another room, until we were no longer chased. Uh, and somewhere around here, maybe in this other room, we saw a map of the Antarctica, but about 15 million years old, judging by the position of the stars. and. It, it was a map of the solar system. And we made it, made it up again. We're under open sky. Um, and from here, we contacted the Lexington group. Uh, one guy is missing, that's Williams. He was a pilot. And also parts of the plane are missing. So that's, that's what I have. And basically we were in a situation, we are in a situation where getting back to base camp is uh, going to be more tricky. So we don't have a pilot, and parts of the plane are missing. But there's still. I don't the remember other. that. I don't remember that part about the pilot missing. No, it's it's not your expedition. It's the Lexington expedition. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. What, what's our expedition again? That we have. Dark weather. Uh, it's, it's because there are three factions up here on, on this ancient city, the right? Germans. Now. Yeah, they're the Germans, yeah. the Basmeyer Falcon expedition. There's uh, us, Starkweather Mall, and we actually have two planes, the Weddell and the yes. Enderby. 
Yeah. And then there's the Lexington group where the Bell is their plane, but their pilot has gone missing. And uh, so we actually found traces of maybe that guy in the dungeons, right? We found some stuff that was moved into the caves, uh, into the, the tunnels. I think that was old, though. I think that was from like the previous expedition. Yeah, the, the guy that went missing and... Yeah, because I, I, I remember, yeah, we, we were we were about to go looking for the Lexington expedition because they, you know, they flew over and they went somewhere. We didn't know where they were, so we were going to search for them. And then I think we found them pretty recently towards the, the end of the session. Um, yeah, that's not ringing a bell. Yeah, you, so you... You heard about um, you heard about the Lexington expedition stuff from uh, Starkweather, um, who had uh, him and a small group of like a small part of the team had gone. Um, what is that? Southwards uh, to the river to look at the big. Uh, there was like these big statue-like things, uh, and you guys went into the underground. And when they came back, and you all kind of uh, synced up, which is where we left off. They they were telling you that um, the Lexington expedition. Um, that their pilot had gone missing. It looked like he might have been kidnapped or something, and the plane was um, um, was uh, out of commission or whatever you want to call it. Okay. So, do we still not know where the rest of the Lexington, Lexington folks, including Lexington herself, are somewhere here in the city? Uh, yes, you you have an approximate uh, location of, of their camp um, that Stark weather got, and they also okay. got. Um, uh, they agreed to try to communicate um, as best as they could because the radios, uh, you don't have any radios that work up here. Um, so uh, they agreed to try to communicate uh, twice a day, uh, 9 a.m., 9 p.m. Okay. Um, with like mirrors or smoke or whatever. But do they not want to unite the camp so that it increases the mutual support and survivability? Because we could just go ferry them over in, in one of our planes. Yeah, they don't want to move their camp. Okay. Uh, are the camps like in walking distance? Because there are three camps, right? Yeah. How how they are, uh, are they? How far are they from each other? Uh, so if you look in roll twenty, there's a map. Uh, you can see the the scale on there. It's about five miles, maybe five to six miles. Okay. And but what are the camps here? So if you look at the top left, ALE, that's Acacia Lexington, and then SME, that's Starkweather Meyer, Starkweather Moore. Okay. Actually, I should put, um, let me just put the... And which one are the Germans then? Oh, they're together, right? So it's actually two camps. No, they, yeah, there are actually two camps up here, but they're a little apart. Okay. Yeah, have we explored those two areas that the other pins are on, the pyramid and the arena and underground access? I think you saw. Did we? Did we you you came out. Did of, we? We came out of the underground access. Yes, yeah. you came out of the arena, um, like in that area, and then um, you saw that pyramid. But I think you just went back to to your camp. Okay. All right. Well, what does Moore want to do with the time up here? Like, where is he? What does he want to focus on? Well, we can get to that. Are we done with the resume or the? Um, well, kind of. I'd like to just remember some more big picture things. We we basically we still have a base camp 
right? Yeah, back at Lake's old camp. That's that's manned and equipped. Yeah. It's not abandoned, right? No, no, no. There's there's a bunch of people there. Um, so up here, uh, just for, oh, for reminding. Huh? I'm very eager to join them. <laughs> <laughs> so up here, uh, you have uh, you three guys, James Starkweather, William Moore, uh, Richard Green, who's the doctor. Um, uh, Richard Green, who's the doctor. Willard, uh, Willard Griffith, who is the geologist. Then you've got Douglas Halperin, who's a pilot. Ralph DeWitt, who's a pilot. Patrick Miles, who's a co-pilot. Those are the, the people on your team. And then you have Gunnar and Nils Sorensen, who are both down in the tunnels, uh, mauled and possibly eaten at this point. Um, so uh, actually, Ralph DeWitt is, uh, went back to Lexington's camp to help them, uh, see if he could help them with the plane, uh, since their pilot is gone. Um, and from what you know, um, in, in their camp, uh, they have Acacia Lexington, um, uh, and Albert Priestley, uh, who's the cameraman you've, you've run into him before. Uh, and then, uh, Kyle Williams, the pilot who's, uh, who's gone missing. Uh, and then, uh, the BFE has Dr. Johan Meyer, who's the leader, uh, of the team, uh, Max Veloroca who's a geologist, and Hermann Baumann, uh, who's a co-pilot. Okay, so they have a co-pilot. Could the co-pilot man the plane? Could he fly the plane if he needed to? Probably. Okay. So between the two of those expeditions, they only have now one working plane, right? Uh, no, they only had the one plane. Oh, okay, so they're stranded. I mean, what we know, okay, counting seats and butts do we have enough enough seats now with the remaining planes we have that we brought with us to get everyone out of here or are we essentially in a situation where another plane has to come or we have to leave people behind to make several trips that is a good question let's see yeah, sorry <laughs> provided we can even fly out of here because as i recall like the winds yeah at, there's at, at our, there's crazy winds the winds didn't allow for a return trip at this time Let's find the All right, Boeing. Let's see. I'm looking for it too. I know you sent it to me. Um, passengers. Yeah, it says so the, the Boeing can handle five passengers with supplies. And Fairchild can handle. You don't have the Fairchild here, though. Oh no! No, it's, it's the weapon. Back at the um, ice shelf base camp. We only brought one plane. We brought just the. No, you brought Boeing. two. You brought two Boeings. Oh, two Boeings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then it sounds like with supplies, we can handle. We can take ten people amongst the two planes. But if we ditched all the supplies, what's the weight? Weights. Maximum gross weight. Emergency overload. Can't take off at high altitude, so can't do that. Okay, so empty is 11,000 pounds. Its maximum gross weight is 17,000. So, I mean, potentially, if we got rid of seats, 
and everything that you know is weight that we could spare, we could pack people into it. Uh, yeah, because why are we staying here at the moment? That's what I want to know. I think I've seen enough. Yeah, it's like, there's obviously, I mean, people are going missing, they're dying left and right, we've encountered alien life forms, I mean, are we really gonna hang around to see if anything gets better? I'm ready to go home and see my kids again. Yeah. And have a croissant. <laughs> That's, I mean, in minus 37 degrees Celsius, that sounds pretty nice. <laughs> Uh, a cup of coffee and a croissant that's not yeah. bad <laughs> uh cool well let's uh let's just take a short break because um uh, i'll be right back okay well we can discuss what what we want to do i guess um yeah well i mean just what's the incentive there's these sort of like we, but, have these... but, I mean, we still need to discuss because i mean obviously we need to talk about what what uh, what more wants to do i guess because I guess we're not leaving unless we convince him to leave, uh, unless we want to do a mutiny. I mean, the three of us could definitely leave if we wanted to, I guess. Yeah. Well, but how, but we can't fly out, right? It's too dangerous to fly through the pass. So oh, it seems on. like you can do if, it. Our only so time is is a crucial element because if we're hoping that we pass the time so that there's safe and safe opportunity to fly. Yeah. Well, we need to so check the weather out of here. See if there's any. We need to be able to survive for that amount of time, and it, uh, one of the limitations is oxygen, right? Because we're all on on oxygen oh, yeah. canisters because there's not air up here to breathe without them. So that so ultimately we have a time limit of how long is our air going to last? Yeah, but also we the have to that was not a big deal. The oxygen stuff. Um, remember we talked about it at least it lasts pretty long, but. Um, I'm just like sort of as a character, what would motivate them to stay in this godforsaken place at this point and not just, I mean, they're borderline going insane. They've seen yeah. the worst of horrors. Yeah. So, no, I, no, I mean, if you think about the grand picture, which is there's no immediate escape or rescue from Antarctica for us anyway. We can't just suddenly go, forget it, this is too crazy. Let's get the heck out of here. Let's go home. That's not an option. So now we're in a scenario where the whole reason we're here is exploration and every this it kind of being up here in the city is kind of like a space mission right where every hour is precious because you it's limited and you can make yes. huge discoveries with it so the scientists should really be the ones giving guidance as far as hey here are not my top priorities for spending time exploring or doing research and then the, and that should be tempered by how safe is it and how much resources do we have to do that before we now have to consider another priority like return or survival okay but i mean you uh your character david bill avery he's yeah. a pilot right is there anything yeah. stopping from us if we're sort of going into panic mode from jumping on a plane and getting out of there yes because i realize that it's, it would be an incredible risk it would be far more at risk in the air trying to escape than we are right now on the ground surviving right. because of the weather conditions. Right. What are the weather conditions right now? Well, I remember when we came through the pass, I was told that a return flight through the pass is not possible because 
you know, the air, the wind was at our backs. It was so extreme. Are you, what you're saying is this is a one-way trip? Yeah, <laughs> it was. When we, when we came through, we kind of knew it was a one-way trip. So that being the case, we should focus on how do we survive up here, you know, what which to me means exploring. Because this is an ancient alien city that has things that we don't know. Maybe we'll find, I don't know, maybe we'll find something that will help us survive. Right. Because uh, right now, returning by plane doesn't seem to be an option. Okay, when we were flying up, and that was yesterday, what I n noted here was that we had oxygen for three days. That was some, later that was adjusted for some reason. Michael said something about that. But first information was there was enough for three days. And there were all these strange observations, like there's something odd about the mountain formation, uh, the the compass stopped working, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing that I remember that my character, that Magnus, he noticed was that it looked like it might be possible to make the passage down by foot. It would be dangerous, but not impossible. There was a sort of a path there. Yeah. That I mean, how... That's, that's, I guess we have to ask Michael, like, how risky and how far is that? Is it possible? Because it's probably not possible for everyone to do that. You know, maybe most, the, maybe the most experienced and hardy outdoorsmen and Hello? you know, winter survivalists. Hello, I hear you. So for for a lot of the people on this expedition, the plane is probably still, the, even with all the risk, if it comes to it, we have to leave. Yeah. That's probably still the the least risky route. You know, going on foot. Probably since the you're hardiest. pilots, you leaving. Yeah, uh, with everyone is not really an option either. Yeah. So I, I would imagine there comes a point where risk be damned. If we're running out of oxygen and we don't have a way to survive up here, we're going to have to accept the risk of trying to fly. To fly. But it's like a last attempt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that would be too late. Then it would be too. At that point, it's too late to consider the walking option as well. So I guess we definitely have a few deadlines to consider. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we're kind of like, we're shit out of luck. I mean, we already found some hints of things that are atmospherically incredibly strange and unusual, right? We, we In the pit, it's a heat source. We, we felt it getting warmer. And, and yeah. so potentially, if we keep exploring, maybe we'll find some kind of oxygen source or unusual atmosphere or something that we're now... Now we can survive indefinitely and not have to worry about, you know, oh crap, in two days when we run out of oxygen, we, we're getting on that plane and then it's a dice roll, you know? True. The problem is going down there into the pit again. I mean, we were, we were chased by, you know, the, the worst thing we've ever seen. Well, um, we don't necessarily yep. have to go to the pit. I mean, the pit may, I mean, like the pyramid and other parts of the city, I, I would think the city if it's that advanced in its time would have things like plumbing and and you know atmosphere and things like that especially if they did something unusual with their heat source maybe exploring other places would be less dangerous than going down in the pit yeah it's possible but remember we found this map that somehow we managed to date to 15 million years ago so if they've been here for this long maybe the Maybe the plumbing is broke. Yeah, true. <laughs> but but they were, I mean, they're from another planet. So, I mean, who yeah. knows what they were capable of building. Just the fact that they were able to build a city like this 
So, Game Master, um, is it true when David says that uh, we're not flying out of here anytime soon? Well, there, there are a couple of things that are problematic. One, uh, you have uh, extremely strong headwinds in the past, so it's very unlikely you could go that way. Uh, two, um, the only other way that you know would be to go um, south, fly to the ocean, essentially, and then double back. Um, that'll take a lot of fuel. You don't have that much. You have you probably have enough fuel for that, uh, according to like the calculations, but um, if you want to bring everybody back, from the other expedition as well, then you're beginning to run out of, of space yeah. slash weight. So that's another thing to think about, right? Which is when it comes pretty clear that that's our only escape option and there's no way to come back for everybody and take everybody, <laughs> that could be a point of contention. Well, it seems going... like if we, if we keep that option for a couple of days, there's going to be, probably be less people to bring anyway. We <laughs> 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 have the extra fuel that doesn't fly, so... <laughs> Safe on that. Well, just wait it out. We'll just keep, we'll, we'll, okay, here's the plan. We'll keep going down in the pit and we'll just keep feeding people two by two until <laughs> we have no We speak to the monster. <laughs> yeah, they'll do it. Um, okay, so so and 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 how does the whole walking down look? So uh, potentially you could walk out uh, through the pass um, from what you've seen anyway when you flew through it, um, but it would be a very long trek, probably. Um, two to three weeks. Oh, depending. But and how do you, you carry enough food? I mean, yeah, that's 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 a good question. Penguin burger. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. They seem like they would be relatively easy to catch those penguins, except for the gigantic albino penguin. There is a yes, there is. Um, but. Um, Okay. What 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 does Moore want to do? So you're um, you've been out. Um, you know, I think when we left off last, you had been out all day. Um, uh, you've been in the underground. You lost a couple of Norwegians, uh, and then you arrived back, and and um, there was a little bit of a, a debrief, and um, you got some news from some of the other people at the camp. Um. So. Um, you're all kind of sitting around there at, at night on December 5th. Uh, mood is pretty somber. You know, you're, you're missing two men. Um, it's, it's unclear exactly what's going on and what exactly is in the city. Um, the, at night, as, as the sun begins to, to go down, this fog-like or this mist, uh, mist-like, um, uh, substance kind of begins to ooze out of the out of the rocks as it did the the nights before as well and um you know kind of it's almost like a slow moving liquid moving <clears throat> through the streets and into the into the bowels and, and and pits of the of the ruins um and you all kind of cluster together inside of the the tents um have i sent you by the way i'm not sure if i have a picture of what the tent situation is like I think I have it somewhere close. I think we actually set up some tents inside some of the buildings, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, Shelter. <clears throat> I have it right here, so I'll just quickly... By the way, I'm not leaving. I'm always walking with my rifle ready. Yeah, for sure. It's point. I said um, in the chat. Yeah, I mean, we have reason to believe these critters are running around, right? 
So you're kind of sitting around trying to figure out what to do and what not. Um, I don't know if you have any particular things you want to discuss, but... Um... Well, what's the heat lock? How does that... It's like a, a canvas, like a tarp yeah. or something that kind of... Like, like a, you know, it's a dead air space. Like an air, yeah, airlock. Yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, well, what's, what's the purpose of that? Keep the heat to in? Keep the Just heat to heat in. try to keep the heat inside, but yeah, that little area. Okay. And uh, how does oxygen tents work? Is this like you have to sleep in an oxygen tent at, at night and then during the day you just walk around and gasp? <laughs> yes, so you have um, you also have oxygen tanks you carry with a little pipe stem that you can uh, you can put in your mouth to get oxygen. Right. So the oxygen tents have oxygen running through them uh, and they could change every <coughs> I forget how many hours, but every every few hours. Okay, so we're constantly carrying around these oxygen canisters. Yeah. Okay. So if you need a quick escape, you just punch the bottom of it and you fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Um, remember, uh, oxygen is extremely flammable. It explodes with yeah. open flames. <laughs> right, that's, what, that's what makes it exciting. <laughs> just just a quick practical question here like okay so a new session we can replenish the general All skills right. 100% is that yeah. right so you can replenish let me just get the exact skills here All general no that's not how it works I'm pretty sure three general yeah something like that oh so if I put a check mark next to a skill, that means I used it successfully, right? Uh, nope. It means nope. that it's your um, it's a career skill for you, so it's cheaper to buy points in. Refreshing eighty. I could use some health refresh and some stability refresh. All right. So let's see. Refreshing investigative points. We have to, I have to look this up every time. I wish it was on the sheet so it was a little bit easier, kind of built into the system. Well, we had to. There has to be a big natural break in the session, right? So yeah. So athletics, driving, firearms, fleeing, piloting, riding, scuffling, and weapons. Refresh uh, whenever twenty-four hours of game world time elapses since the last expenditure. Okay, so that's now. Let's just say that's now. I mean, athletics, really, this one? Uh, athletics, driving. So they replenish. They replenish completely. Yes. Uh, can you just mention them again? Which ones? Uh, athletics. Mm -hmm. Driving. Firearms. Yes. Fleeing. Firearms. It's here twice. Piloting. Riding. Mm. Scuffling. And weapons. Mm. Okay, so in my case, I also have sense trouble. Does that not replenish? No. Um, so the remaining general abilities refresh at the end of each case. So that's not now. Uh, refreshing health. Uh, the health pool will refresh over time at a rate of two points per day of restful activity. Uh, you don't have that really. Uh, let's see. You can use first aid to restore a limited number of health points. See page 63. And then other than that... 
right, so I feel like there's more though. Like you could choose three, three skills. Am I dreaming that? Well, I recall I something about that. But what I had noted earlier was that we can replenish three general skills 100%. Yeah. That's it. And then we get to choose. Well, that was a, I think that was like at the end of a chapter. When you designated it was the end of a chapter, we could choose three to fully replenish. Oh, it's here. Uh, so whenever the investigators are able to create a temporary haven for themselves in which they're free from danger and horror manifestations for an hour or more, they may refresh up to three general abilities except for health, sanity, and stability. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's your call. Are we in a, such yes. a situation now? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so is it per one hour we can... No, it's, it's like you get an hour and then you can kind of replenish uh, once. So you get three skills. Okay, well, I mean... Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know if I get it, but I got a bunch of points now, so it's all good. <laughs> okay. The main thing is stability, because I'm at minus three. Yeah, that's not all. so with stability, uh, we can get to that. Um, but um, the night kind of, uh, you're, you're sitting there replenishing your points um, and um, talking a little bit about um, kind of what people have seen and whatnot. And, um, you know, the loss of the Norwegians is, of course, weighing heavily on, on people in general. But there's, there's still a, a, a sense that there's something bigger and more uh, kind of profound going on here than, um, than what anybody had really imagined. Um, I should say, Tom, uh, your your character, uh, um, Professor Belcour, uh, you're at minus five, so you're like one point from completely losing your marbles. Um, <laughs> so um, as you're sitting I'm there, basically uh, sitting uh, in the corner of our area there, and just with my rifle and like one shaking foot, and just looking at the door and <laughs> thinking about ways to get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, so, Professor, uh, or sorry, Doctor Green uh, sees you, um, you know, at the at the point of losing your marbles, and, and kind of comes over and begins talking to you. So, um, kind of, I could put this in your hands, so you you can figure out how you want to dole this out. So, he's got psychoanalysis for eight points, um, and the way it works is, um, let me just double check here. There's like this uh, psychological triage that can be done to recover stability, and um, it's a psychoanalysis role uh, against uh, difficulty of four. And if uh, if he makes it, he can uh, recover points where spending one one psychoanalysis point will recover two points. Um, and that's um, so now you guys. I mean, you you can figure out how you want to spend it, how you want to roll. Um, uh, if, but none of, none of us have psychoanalysis. No, but right? Dr. Green does. But I'm giving Ask. I'm giving you you can you can use it and kind of spend it amongst yourselves. You want to split it? Can we split his points? You can do whatever Between. you want with it. Um, but you got to roll uh, to see. So you got to figure out if you want to spend points to make sure you make the roll. Those points are pretty they're pretty uh, expensive. Uh, so how many? Wait, just say it again. Like, how many sh rolls do we get, and how, how, each, where do we take points from? So each person can get one psychoanalysis roll until your uh -huh. stability changes. Right. Um, that roll has to uh, be four or higher. 
you can spend points to make that roll. But when you make the like, if you make the roll, then you subsequently spend psychoanalysis points to recover points. So winning the roll is just it just gives you the ability to actually spend points to recover uh, your points and uh, and they cost so you know one one point just eight points right what you had eight points yes so and let's say we 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 take two points each for a roll and then there's four points left to give is that how it is yeah uh, oh. not if my math who's is really right. hurt who's really hurt in insanity because I've got I'm not that bad. I have nine of ten. And then what's wow. the stability? It's stability. No. Oh, stability. I'm good there as well. You're at minus one stability. Yes. Okay, well, you're the most stable of us. <laughs> <laughs> so remember that with stability, um, if you're below zero, between, between zero and minus five, um, that means you're. Um, uh, what's the word for it? You're. I had it right on my Shake tongue. Shaken, not stirred. Huh? Shaken, not stirred. Yeah, yeah, shaken. <laughs> um, so that means that when you try to use investigative um, uh, abilities, uh, you have to make a stability roll to be able to do that. And that stability roll is against the absolute value of your negative. So like if, if you have minus one, then you have to make a roll that's above uh, one. If you have minus five, your roll has to be above five. I don't understand anything. Uh, well, you're the one who you're at minus four, right, Tom? Five. Oh, jeez. Wait, are so you? I'm at like one five? point from losing my marbles. Yeah. Are you at minus five now? Yeah. That's awful. Okay, so let's. Yes. Finish. Yeah, and if yeah. he if he drops to minus six, then uh, he like, essentially it's that's not good. Game over, man. Just by game just over, by man. I'm just going to start shooting my rifle in all directions <laughs> and then myself. Shoot my way out. Yeah, so you should have more of the points to try. I'll probably to... start to, I'll probably just take the plane and see how far I get. <laughs> you'll get, you, I'll tell you how far you'll get. You will get all the way to the scene of the crash. That's how far you'll get. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let, let's roll for Tump then. Okay, so we, there's eight points in total. Mm-hmm. And then we need to figure out. So it's a 1d6, right? Yeah. Do we have to spend any points to roll? No, you don't have to. You just you have, have to. to. You get one roll. Well, let's spend. Well, how many times can we roll for time? Once. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, well, then plus two, right? Let's shall we spend Jeez. two points. That's 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 a, that's a high. Rate. I mean, if we spent three points, we were certain we'll hit four. Yes. But then you only have five points left. Yeah. And and that's fine. But that that and then we could if we use. I just need a couple of points. I just need to get to like minus three. Yeah. <laughs> you know where it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's isn't it better that we try to get you up to zero? Then at least we have one who's. <laughs> The thing is, if you're below zero, and we all are below zero right now, then there's like a minus one to all, all ability checks, right? It's like, oh, it's oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, then there's a, I mean, there's, but, okay, let's, let's say if, if I, if, if we spend the three points on the roll and spend five points, does that mean I get to zero stability then? Yes. 
Is that how it works? Yes. But wouldn't it be better to do it with one of you guys then? Because at least we can bring, I mean, if we do it on you two guys, we'll bring, we can bring both of you on the plus so you won't have minuses anymore and I'll be the only one who's fucked. Um, wait, say that again. If I, if we spend the points on you guys, you're, David, you're on minus one, right? Yes. And you're on minus three. So we can get both of you in the positive. Whereas if we do me, it's just going to be me. Well, yeah, but okay. So how, how about this? How about I roll for myself now a 1d6 and I don't spend any points. Then if I do get a four or above, spend one or two points to go from minus okay. three to that minus one. That's like, that's playing the system. Yes. I like that. Okay. That's, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Actually, you should probably both do that in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you should do that but as, as is well. Is there a loss if you fail this roll? Hmm? What if you fail the roll? What, what happens? Nothing happens. So okay. we should I'm all doing do doing at least one roll. No, no, you, no, you, but you get one roll. You only get one, so you shouldn't do it, Tom. So I'm doing a non-modified roll, a 1d6. Boom. Yeah. Ooh, Five. Nice. Okay. So I'd like to spend at least one point of those eight to go from yeah. minus three to well i would think possible we all roll before we distribute mm, no i think you should do one one at a time i think that's that's yeah, okay. more that's more realistic okay, so, <laughs> so yes you're on minus three so you would need three points to actually have anything get anything no, real two, out of it two points right because you get double one point equals hmm. two stability back oh okay uh, that's better yeah, oh okay, really so so you should, use, you should use two points to get to plus one then. Okay. Okay, I'm spending two points then. Yeah, do it. Okay, and that means that I go to minus one to plus one. Excellent. But now we have six points left. Yeah. David, you want to roll? Okay. Uh, I don't, or I'm not spending any points? No. Ooh. Nice. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And so you should spend one point, right? Yeah. So you and that get gets me up to plus one. Plus one as well. So I go from minus one to zero? No, to plus one. That's a plus one. Because spending one point gets you two stability points. And uh, now okay. now it's you, Tom. So actually okay, you can so, actually, so now we have six we have five points five left. Five points. If I spend so two for two plus. points, if I spend two points to roll and the remaining three, that could get me in the plus as well. Yeah, but you still you can roll a one. No, that's all. Okay, so spend two that's, points. But I mean, it's already been very productive. I think we're already happy. We have two people who is now not prepared to shoot anyone right now. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay, I think it's good. So do a plus two then. I'll do a plus two. Jesus Christ, I'm going to fail so hard. I know it. <laughs> Look. Fail. Fail. Five oh. <laughs> okay, so that means you still have three points. So that's actually plus six. So you go from minus yes. five to plus one. We're yes. all at plus one. We did it. Yes. We're so awesome. stable. We're so stable. First victory. <laughs> We're not going insane. Yes. It's the, uh, the soothing voice of Dr. Green. 
we should just always bring him around. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us sweet stories in our ears. Just whisper He's sleeping in, in my tent tonight, this guy. <laughs> well, this is, I, I can tell you, this is one hell of a psychoanalyst. I'm actually doing psychoanalysis anal- right now. And it's like, you know, the perspective is usually you can make some improvement after two years. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, you know, that's if things go well. So this guy, he's one hell of a psychoanalyst. He's got eight points. Maybe maybe whoever you're, uh, you know, it just has like one point, one measly <laughs> shitty point. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should get more points. Definitely. Yeah, get more points. Okay. Good. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, the some of the evening, you know, kind of is spent uh, with the group trying to kind of reconcile uh, what's happening and, and where you are and and, and whatnot. Um, you you hear if you have any questions about the Lexington expedition, uh, you know that that Starkweather might be able to answer. Then um, feel free to ask. Uh, other than that, there's there's just kind of talk about what um, what the plans might be. Um, uh, there's talk about, of course, the the planes, uh, about what to do with them, what the dangers are. You know, uh, you, you guys talk a little bit about um, whether whether you could uh, lift everybody out. Uh, and go over the calculations on that, but uh, it doesn't look too good. Um, the yeah, the night kind of wears on. I don't know if you have any particular subjects you wanna you wanna talk about before before morning. Well, I I just like to get the general feel of whether or not everyone is looking to ways out rather than continuing the expedition. Sort of, if everyone agrees that this has now become too dangerous or what the status is, is everybody aware that there are, in fact, fucking monsters in the basement? <laughs> is there still some doubt about this? No, that, that seems to be generally accepted. But uh, Moore seems, you know, he's, he's definitely very on edge. But, but he's, you know, you can see him kind of sitting there looking through Dyer's text and, and you know, taking notes and everything. And, um, and he sometimes he kind of says, oh, we, we have to figure out what's, what's going on here. We have to... There must be something more. I mean, we have significant findings already. I would say, regardless, you know, it's this mission has been a success in terms of findings for sure. Just um, knowing this is here, that's. I mean, um, get, getting that information out, and if it perishes with this, then. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I mean. I mean, it it could be a seen as a priority for us to get out with the evidence yeah. rather than sticking around and. and Maybe it will be another hundred years before anyone finds out. Yes, no, I, I hear you, but uh, we, we didn't come this far to to double back just because we met a little bit of you know opposition. There there has to be there has to be more more answers, and we haven't. We don't know where these creatures are. We don't know if maybe there are underground. Maybe they're maybe they're somewhere else. I mean, who knows? They they they, they we have to know more. We have to figure out what's going on here. This. This is the find of, of not just a lifetime, but of, of generations. Uh, I mean, I tend to agree with you, but, but at least we need to de- be a lot more precautious, a lot more safe than we have so far. I think we need to stick together. We need to make sure we guard the planes. We need to, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, you know, we just can't lose any more people. Yes, they're killing us. They're killing us. Yes, well, it's it is it is dangerous. I I agree. Starkweather comes over and 
This is nothing compared to the amount of people I lost when I was in Africa. You should have seen <laughs> oh, it. Lions and tigers left and right. This this is nothing. Don't worry about it. Uh, we will make it through this. Don't worry. I have your back. Oh, that's, I'm so I feel safe for you. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what are we hoping to find? Have we not found it all already? Is somebody peeing? Hmm? <laughs> this sounded like somebody was pulling something. Um, well, we don't know what we haven't found. We don't know what we don't know. And that's what we have to know. I know. How many days left do we have with oxygen? Uh, that is a very good question. A few days, I would say. Check out what I got. It's like French restaurant tickets. You get them at work. It's like money, but you can only use them to buy food. I just ordered pizzas, so I'm going to use them to pay for my pizza. Ah, that's awesome. That's great. Wow. <laughs> food stamps. Okay. It's like food stamps, man. It's like, like food We're still rationing from World War II. <laughs> um, I'm, I can't give you a good answer straight off the cuff on how much time you have left. Okay, but let me uh, answer another question. Ask another question. Uh, Weather-wise, is there a chance it will improve enough for us to fly down the way we came? It might. We don't know. But what, we have some forecast stuff in place, right? I mean, we have we have some. Do we have a, anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Bueller? <laughs> uh, we don't. I don't know how we would forecast it. We can't like send balloons up or anything like that. I mean, you pretty much have to get in the plane and try to fly. You you only know what the weather conditions are on the ground. Somebody but you have like that sensation in the knee. Yes, yes, yes. I do, I do, I do. Hang on, I got something. <laughs> First of all, my occupation is polar explorer. Yeah. So you know your shit, man. You just look at the sky and say, yes, tomorrow is going to be much better, and we can fly out of here. Please. Um. Yes, and on top of that. I'm crazy with dog, dog slits. Oh, yeah, yeah, here it is, here it is. Um, okay, I, I, when we were at sea, I got it, I can do it. When we were at sea, I took classes with Albemarle in Antarctic weather. See, now we're getting somewhere. Wow. That was the class. And that gave me apparently a plus two in outdoorsman school. Ah, but I, I have it also. You also took that class. Yeah, I said two points in outdoor man polar survival. I don't know if it's relevant for the our you know, problem, but we can only use the skill once, right? Yeah, it's a it's a one time pull. But I mean, so that I would say that's more of a generalized thing than it is being able to predict the weather without having any kind of data to predict it on. Right. Okay. But you know, and at altitude, it's kind of difficult too. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I guess everybody is just sort of um, desperate for any kind of knowledge. So I'll 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 spend this skill, and even if I get a very very vague signal, at least I can bring some ease to. I don't know if it's worth it. Um, to my explorers. Well, I don't know that you even can spend it. Um... Look, I'll lie. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna lie. All right, so I uh, took a class in Antarctic weather, and I think there may be some probability that the weather improves. 
within um, the near future. Oh, that I just don't take take everybody's hope away. That's the thing. That that does sound promising. That does sound promising, Magnus. What do you what do you base what do you base it on? What do you what are you seeing, boy? What do you what do you what do you smell? What do you smell? What is it, boy? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, this is uh, based on my many years in uh, as a polar explorer, <laughs> plus the classes I took in Antarctic weather. Mm. Here's the Antarctic weather prediction. Stick head outside, bring head back in with icicles and frozen and say, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brisk morning. <laughs> Uh, so just because I have it here, because um, I don't know if I gave it to you, but here is the stuff that is in the planes. I put it in the chat so you can see it, um, just in case you want to. Uh, if we need stuff for survival. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I guess a question, a meta question is um, how... How long, how much more of this campaign do you want to play? <laughs> uh, so there's, they're like different, it could be, it could be shortened or lengthened depending. Um, and uh, some of it, I wouldn't call it filler, but there's like some stuff that, you know, could be dropped and then moved around or whatever, uh, depending. What's the general feeling? And it's fine to be honest. Don't worry about it breaking anybody's heart well i guess the outlook is how often do we think we're gonna get to play well yeah. if this just could be over in the next 15 i'd be happy <laughs> before the pizza arrives <laughs> um can do I i'm fine either way uh, to be honest if it's fun i mean i just as long as it's fun i don't give a shit mm. uh, yeah keep going forever uh, but uh <laughs> you know if it's if can it's uh, if it's gonna be boring then fuck no Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Tom. So if it's not going to be fun, no enjoyable, then no. If it is, then yes. Great. I don't know if that helps. Not at all. Not one bit. Okay. Cool. Well, happy to not help. All right. Um, cool. I'll I'll try not drag it out too much. Uh, also, I mean, then rather just play something else. You know. Yeah, I think we could also, I mean, at some point, we, if, if people are up for it, we could, you know, when, when this concludes in some manner. Uh... Something with bigger damage, preferably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I saw, uh, you can get a whole bunch of limited edition. Uh, uh, I saw you sent me yeah. already. Yeah, I'm staying away from all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> limited edition what? So I, I, I went down a rabbit hole recently on limited edition stuff. Uh, like I have, I got a couple of these, but um i found so if you go on ebay and just search for kind of role-playing game limited edition or like leather and stuff like that you can find people who sell all kinds of stuff and there's like a couple so thomas a big rifts fan um and uh, uh -huh. we played that before as well and there's like a limited edition of that but i found like a whole like a giant rabbit hole of there's a guy who has just like a room full of only limited editions <laughs> i don't know how much money <laughs> you must have spent on it but it's crazy um and palladium games has a whole a whole list of them as well, uh, I'm not sure it's worth it, but that's a, a different thing altogether. Um, all right, so the night wears on. Uh, you guys kind of begin to go to sleep and and um, you know drift off. Uh, 
mumbling to yourself in your disturbed sleep. I'll, I'll scribble a little uh, goodbye note to Claire, my <laughs> wife. Um, let's, let's hope it makes it out of the mountains, Tom. Yeah. I'll just have it in my, uh, put it in my pocket. You guys see uh, more kind of begins to drift off at some point in, in the middle of the night uh, with his nose kind of splayed over him and uh, kind of mumbles in his sleep. Uh, Starkweather um, is um, along with um, um, uh, whoever wants to is kind of trying to make a map of, of what the place that like what the surrounding areas look like and, and what might be there. Um, and begins to kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, what areas might be worth investigating more. Um, who has, so you all have one stability. Who has the lowest sanity at this point? I'm a, I have eight sanity. Okay, you're lower than me. Yeah, I have nine. All right. So, Tom, it is. So Tom, as you um, as you kind of drift off and and go to sleep, um, you begin to get this dream seeping into your into your mind. Um, you can feel cold seeping into your uh, kind of your your body as the wind howls shrilly through immense cave mouths. A thousand, thousand voices of stone sing the wind's power. The hint of ice in the wind is new, and you're saddened but satisfied. The cold will come as it must, and the city will die as it must. And without the ice, without the death, the unthinkable will occur and everything will end. You look out over... Uh, once again over a blasted landscape of the mountain pass, and then you turn inside. A careful song sung, the fine-tuned crystals crack, and the ancient mechanism sighs into silence, never to wake again. You leave the mountain temple, filled with grim determination and sorrow, to begin the long, solemn walk back to the city. And that's it. Give me a stability check. A stability check. Yes. Yippee. So I'm just going to roll an unmodified D6. That's reasonable. Hmm. And perfect three. You lose one point. Oh, what is it? Oh, no, yes. That's it. Yeah. So I lose a point. Yes. <laughs> Aren't you happy that you're uh, you're not at minus five? <laughs> God. Well, that's... Uh, that's good. So uh, on zero, I still don't get minuses, right? Um, no. Just say yes. I think you do. Reese. I think you do. I note that I noted that it's only below below zero. Below zero. Yeah. Oh, that's wrong. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> 
I can't find it right now. 80. Oh, that's good. We'll allow it. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's only when you're below zero, actually, because you have to roll a stability roll, um, and it's the positive value of your negative, right? So, so it's zero, um, so you're sure. fine. Yeah. All right. Cool. You wake up um, kind of disoriented. You're not sure where you are. Um, everybody is asleep, but um, the light is slowly beginning to, to break back into the, uh, over the mountains. I cuddle up next to the psychoanalyst and, and whisper to me. Take another half an hour. All right. Um, do you have sense trouble? Nope. All right. I'm like, ah. <laughs> who has the highest sense trouble of you? Oh, oh, oh. Mine's probably pretty Me. good. Uh, I got eight out of ten. Uh, okay, you're, you're better than I have six. I have six. All right, Mountainous. Um, you you wake up as you hear uh, Bill Coeur kind of moving around next to you. You can see him kind of wrapping his arm around Dr. Green. It's very awkward. And you sense that there's something has changed since you went to sleep. Uh, okay, what's this? Uh, uh, okay, that something in the physical space has changed, or something in the metaphysical emotionally has changed? Um, that's a good question. Something kind of in between, maybe. Good answer. Okay, so it's not like that somebody moved the bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you, you, um, as you kind of become more awake, you realize that the, the sound, that wailing, howling, whistling sound that was coming off the mountains is stopped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Uh, well, I, I put on the clothes and, and uh, go, go outside to have a look if the weather has changed or if this something that could account for this. Yeah. Um, you pack your, your parka over your, uh, your, your clothes and uh, move through the, the tarps uh, to get outside. And you see the, the sun is beginning to kind of cast long shadows across the, the ruins. And uh, sure enough, the, the wind has died down. Um, you can okay. see that uh, there there used to be like these uh, long vapor trails coming off the mountains, and they're they're gone. As is the the halo around the sun uh, that used to be there. Um, it's still really really cold. It's like minus thirty five uh, degrees Celsius. But okay, so the weather has cleared up. The wind has has died down. Yep, this is great news. I go in and tell everybody. The weather has improved. We can go home. We can go home. Huh? <laughs> I uncuddle with the, the, the string. <clears throat> what the? People begin to wake up and... Uh... I start packing. <laughs> I want my croissant before Christmas. We're going home. People begin to wake up and, and get dressed and uh, uh, murmuring about kind of what's going on, what to do. 
Starkweather uh, grabs you, Avery. Uh, Come on, let's go outside and let's see if we can we can set up a pilot balloon and maybe we can make sure that the weather's actually changed. Okay, let's do it. Great. So everybody everybody kind of gets started um, and uh, you know the some of the some of the pilots begin to make food and whatnot. Um, you can see uh, um, Dr. Green uh, grounds Professor Moore uh, for the day. He's got blisters all over his face from having spent way too much time outside yesterday. Got frostbite in his hands. Um, it's pretty bad. I can use some first aid on him if he wants. Sure. Uh, give me uh, first aid. Yeah, I'll uh, spend a couple of points. Because why not? Um, actually, is there any chance I healed uh, any uh, hit points uh, overnight? Um, that's a good question. Maybe. Oh, I got a seven. Oh, seven. That's pretty good. <clears throat> um, yeah, let's call this a day of restful activity. Well, I'll allow it. Fine, I'll allow it. One point. Uh, wounded characters heal at a different rate. Are you wounded? No, you're not wounded, right? You're just yeah. So two points. You uh, you help uh, Doctor Green um, tend to uh, Professor Moore um, in the morning as the food is getting cooked, and you Avery you head outside with Starkweather um, and find one of the pilot balloons and, and send it up. And sure enough, the the weather is is good for good for flying oh, if, wow. if need be. Um, okay. The Starkweather Moore, uh, you guys, the pilots, uh, you all kind of huddle around uh, over breakfast and and um, kind of speak for a time. Uh, Starkweather um, is really excited about the idea of maybe moving the camp to a more exciting location, um, and then after that, going home. Isn't he concerned about oxygen and if we miss the opportunity to return? I mean, maybe we need to go back and get more oxygen so we can spend a more prolonged time up here without having to worry about getting mm. stuck. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good point. Maybe we send back the Enderby. Um, send back the Enderby. If anybody wants to go home, they can go on that. Uh, we could send samples, you know, get oxygen back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to go make a trip, and and uh, I think it's I think that's important for the survival of the expedition. If you want if you want more time up here, we need to relocate more supplies to lengthen our life support. Mm. That's a good idea. Um, you guys talk through the details a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, there's definitely still uh, Sagway and Moore both still want to want to stay and explore more uh, with the possibility of moving the camp somewhere else uh, if if there's if a good location could be could be found. Um, so later, um, Moore kind of gathers everybody together and, and addresses uh, the group. Um, Gentlemen, uh, today uh, was originally scheduled to be our last day on the plateau. Um, 
if we don't communicate with Lakes Camp within the next 24 hours, uh, the rest of our expedition uh, and the world will believe that something has gone wrong. And we can't send word via radio, so uh, the interference is too strong, so a flight through the pass is a necessity. Uh, now, Mr. Starkweather and I have decided to send the Enderby back to uh, Lakes Camp tomorrow morning, along with initial samples, uh, film, uh, and any of you who wish to go. The bulk of the equipment, including all of the oxygen and other supply, will remain here. Um, Enderby will refuel, load up with food and oxygen, and come back. Now, doubtless, there are many people in Lakes Camp who are eager to join us, and uh, once they've heard of our find, um, because of our limited resources, we've decided to allow no more than 12 of us here at once. Before others can join us, uh, someone here will have to leave. Uh, anyone who wishes to return to Lakes Camp should therefore speak to Mr. Starkweather and myself as soon as possible. I volunteer to go back. I've seen enough. You do know that you can lose stability when you go against your drive, right? Yeah, I, I wanted to know about that. Like, how, how do our drives play in in this situation? Because, I mean, this is what we're here for, right? Yeah, so let me in, let me finish this and then I'll, I'll answer that. Right. Um, the NRB leaves in 24 hours, so finish your explorations and conclude your first projects today. All specimens should be packed for shipment and stowed in the plane tonight. Uh, there should be no shortage of room. We have uh, no plans to move the aircraft today. There's no way of knowing whether the winds are going to return in the next few hours. In that case, we still need all of our fuel. However, once the Enderby is uh, away, I have asked Mr. Starkweather permission to have the Weddell spend an hour or two circling over the city in search of the missing uh, pilot Williams. Um, his disappearance concerns me greatly, and I'm sure all of you feel the same. If he's in trouble, it's our duty to find him and give him uh, whatever aid we can. And lastly... Um, we've see, so far seen no sign of the living city builders. Let's all pray that we don't. But stay alert, keep your partners inside at all times. And if that fog comes again tonight, return at once. We dare not risk anyone being lost in the mist. And that's it. Okay. Okay. Right. Sounds like a good plan. <clears throat> so, uh, with regards to your uh, drives and stability, so. Um, I think I might have... I mean, I realize I'm adventurous, but, you know, I'm also a paleontologist, and I think I've been adventurous enough. <laughs> That's just the time to be. You know? Uh -huh. My job is usually not this exciting. Uh -huh. uh, so, uh, page 72, if you have the rule book uh, there, um, drives and stability. So, essentially... So, I, I can, for instance, I can, I can bring it up as a way to kind of, imp like... Uh, try to get you to do something you might otherwise find not good and they're kind of soft drivers and they're hard drivers soft drivers are hey you could do this and it would be you could get some some points back in your stability for it um if it kind of follows your drive even though you might not want to as a player um and but if you don't there are no consequences there's a hard driver which um uh, will cost you points if you choose right. not to do it uh, and I'll, I'll say whether, you know, if, if something like that comes up, I'll, I'll tell you. So in the case of uh, you wanting to leave, uh, I might say, well, uh, what about your uh, sense of adventure? Um, and uh, probably call that a hard driver. So if you resist a hard driver, you uh, either lose four uh, stability points or one third of your uh, stability pool. Um, 
And if you resist a soft driver, it'll cost you two stability points. Uh, sorry, you don't gain points on these. But if you act in accordance with your um, drive, uh, and you should probably call it out when, when that occurs, uh, then um, you can also get points back that way. So uh, if you were to say... Well, uh, going you can and you can use this if you want. Going against all common sense, um, I choose to stay because I I find the sense of adventure um, you know compels me to. Sorry, uh, I'm just gonna go get a drink. Uh, you, you guys explain uh, to uh, David if he has any questions about drivers. Okay, now can, can you just answer one quick question? Sure. Are you gonna force me to stay on this hill or not? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a hard driver for all of you to stay uh, okay. in the mountains. Okay. You can't take your ball and go home. <laughs> I, I go for a little walk around the, the block uh, and think for a second. Okay. Yeah, you die. From <laughs> <laughs> the cold. These problems solved. You guys don't know where Tom is, and you come outside, and there's a pool of red blood spread over a quarter mile. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, I mean, my drive is ennui, which is basically, you know, boredom with a regular mundane life. And therefore, it's all about, it's basically adrenaline junkie or something like that. Well, I'm adventurous, so it's really not very good for me to go home. Yeah. So, I'm just a little adventured out. But um, at the same time, I'm also a little bit sad about the missing guy. I mean, what if he is alive somewhere? Uh, yeah. The thing is, like the end of the, I mean, it doesn't have to be the end of the adventure. It's also an adventure to go back to the camp uh, with the samples in order to save the expedition, essentially. You know, we'd come up with more. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I see it. I see it as we're going back to extend the expedition's life up on the plateau and be able to do more exploring. Because it seems like we, we have a limited amount of time. The oxygen is a limit, right? There's no way. Yeah. Uh, Michael, I have a question. When we're up in the plane, will we have radio contact to the camp? Not base camp, but the current camp. You said there's too much interference to talk to base camp, but could we talk to the camp where we are right now from the plane? Um, you don't know because you haven't tried. Um, right. A guess would be no. I mean, all your instrumentation has been all screwy, um, and you haven't... So actually, the... Uh, Communicating with the Lexington camp has to be done through like primitive methods like mirrors and smoke and stuff because uh, the radio won't work work there. So like, uh, it's a good it's a good so guess that it, it won't work. So, but the thing is, if we go up in the air and then we see Williams, for example, walking out into the horizon, we won't have any way of signaling the camp that we've spotted him. Or, for example, if there's a massive monster coming their way. Well, I mean, you can you could do stuff like wiggle your wings or like fly in a circle. Mm -hmm. um, that's pizza time. Real Bring sad. the tickets. Bring your food stamps. Food stamps. I mean, what the hell is going on? <laughs> right. Okay. So we could come up with some very limited communication system by uh, you know wing wiggling and uh, nose diving. Well, David's the expert here, so. Well, yeah. So. David, is there any, you know, how would that work? Like, let's just say, actually, you know, in real life, your all your communication is uh, is broken down, and you need to communicate with ground control somehow. How do you, is there some sort of system with 
movements or anything like that? Uh, unless you pre-coordinated it, no. I mean, the only I mean, you think the only rudimentary thing you can communicate is a point of interest by circling in a specific spot, or um, but like communicating a specific intent, like you know the danger over here. Unless you right. pre-coordinated that, there's no way to really get that across. Okay. Right, okay, well then that's the very limited thing. You know, if they see us going in three circles or over a specific spot. I mean, you could do something like, if you, you fly overhead, they see you, then you can head in a direction and circle so that they start walking that direction. You can signal, come this way. You, know, you, can, you can basically head the direction you want them to go and kind of circle there so that they know that you want them to go that direction. Okay. I got it. How about circling circling clockwise over an area that's like go here for example we saw williams and if we circle counterclockwise then is whatever you do don't go here there's for example like a yep. group of monsters gathering with pitchforks then don't go there yep. and do we have flare guns uh another thing we could potentially do is shoot a flare gun out of the airplane Oh yeah, instant signal. Like if you want to be able to basically send a very specific pre-coordinated message, like you know, hey, immediate danger or something uh, close to you or something like that. Yeah, the risk is that uh, all of the other expeditions might think there's something up and uh, misinterpret that signal. Well, you have you can send people over there. I mean, Dewitt is over there, so you might want to. Go check on him anyway. Oh. Um, so you do have a flare gun, by the way. It, uh, it's on your on the, on the list of equipment. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Starkweather, um, Starkweather, and uh, what's his face, uh, Willard Griffith. Um, set out to forage towards the southwest. Um, most of the airmen spend the morning indoors um, and then plan to um, reload the planes and um, you know uh, get all the samples and whatnot on board uh, in the in the afternoon and finish repairing the Weddell's uh, ski that broke when you touched down. Um, other than that, um, I don't know if you guys want to want to set up some sort of a plan. If you want to uh, go back, uh, see if you can find the bodies of the Norwegians, or if you want to see if you can uh, uh, find some sort of hints of uh, Williams, or if you want to look for a campsite, or you know what what kind of what kind of plan you might have for for the day. Maybe an expedition to a higher point to sit and observe for a bit. Mm -hmm. See what we can spot. <clears throat> like we, we were talking about it before, Mike. We were positive about going with the Enderby back to Lake's camp, but then return to this camp later. I think we all looked at our drives and they seemed uh, too adventurous to, to abandon it. To but quit. Yeah, yeah. To quit. I, th I think it would be interesting to go on the Enderby for several reasons. One is like that is what will guarantee the expedition that it can continue. And the other thing is once we're in the air, we'll have an aerial view. Like we came in when it was all 
uh, low visibility and now it seems like there's higher visibility we might actually be able to make something out of it well there's going to be a the, the plan was to make a god damn it froze oh maybe it'll unfreeze i'm freezing you're freezing it is cold Oh, you're back. Um, well, the plan was also to have a flight uh, later. So, like, the, the interview will leave tomorrow morning, but the, the plan was to get the Weddell, um, uh, get a flight in the Weddell early, or later today um, to do, like, a recon to see if they could find Oh. Well, in that case. Um, well, that would be the higher point, wouldn't it? Let's go on the Weddell then. Yeah, I guess. But that'll be later. I mean, that'll be in the afternoon at some point. What do you do until then? Should we just go to the pyramid then and get it over with? Yeah, let's yeah, let's go check it out. Look for blood stains. I mean, you can also feel free to um, you know, in terms of what what might be easier here to um, feel free to you know point at areas as well that you want to explore, and I can kind of try to give you some sense of of what's there um, if you so feel like it. Well, I'm definitely, um, I think we need to um, stay uh, above ground for a bit, possible. Yeah, I mean, the, the pyramid might be interesting. Is there, there's a way in. I mean, if it's a city, any place that's like a big civic center, I mean, or, you know, an alien mall would be pretty cool. The sporting goods shop would be <laughs> <laughs> the alien gun store. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can make your way over uh, over to the over to the pyramid. Let's do it. It's a bit pretty long. I mean, it's a two mile walk from the camp. Yeah, it'll take you about um, forty five minutes to an hour. Uh, I guess we can do it. Give yeah. us a couple of hours by the pyramid, and then we head back and do the flight. Yep. Exactly. Good call. Okay, hustle up. Uh, who's coming with us? Do you want to bring anybody? Anyone? I'll go. If anyone wants to come. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, of course. We're on. Cool. Um, you set out um, <clears throat> heading uh, eastwards, more or less, kind of making your way from... So you have the, the camp uh, in one of the buildings on this plaza, and you kind of follow the plaza along. You have a pretty good idea where, where to go because you've... You kind of came from from that general direction yesterday. Um, yes, I'm just going to throw a point of interest on on here since you're passing by it anyway. Um, over here, um, you kind of come through an area where there's a. Um, you can see a, a big broad chamber. You don't. You, that's up to you. What do you want to do with it? But um, that's there. Text on that. Well, what is it? I didn't understand. Yeah, it's so you see like this big uh, chamber that's been laid bare. Um, hold on, let me just put a little text on here. Uh, that's been laid bare over the years. Um, there used to have been a big building on top of it, but uh, it's all all gone now. Um, and you can see this. Uh, it, it's kind of, uh, you have to, you'd have to rappel down a little bit to get in there, but um, um, actually, did, 
Now I forget whether you guys saw this last time. Maybe you did. Yeah, did you guys come into a room with like a bunch of um, murals and stuff? Is that uh, where the sounds like? Was there a star map, Michael? Yes, I think there might have been. That dated this place to be 50 million years old. Because if that's the case, no, we didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely like a bunch of maps, uh, Antarctica and, and other stuff. Um, I think you guys saw it last time. I think you passed through it um, when you went through the underground. Mm. All right, in that case, there it is. So you head over to um, towards the the pyramid, and um, you know there's there's these that avenue kind of going up above the chamber uh, with rubble strewn across it and whatnot. And um, the going gets a little rough. It's it's hard to to make your way through um, through the ruins in certain places. You kind of have to climb up and over certain things, kind of uh, slide through uh, small passages and, and stuff like that. Um, and from time to time, you have to kind of break out your, you know, your your rope and uh, kind of rappel down the sides of, of buildings and, and big rocks. Um, everybody give me an athletics check. Athletics. Good. That's good. Yeah, spend two points. Mm -hmm. Lucky, we'll take the first one. Um, so without without too much um, too much drama, you make your way across the the ruined city uh, for about two miles. It takes you a little under an hour or so to get over, but it, throughout you can see this pyramid-like structure um, kind of looming on the horizon against uh, against the other the other ruins. And from time to time, you you kind of get up a little bit, and you can you get this wide view of the city stretching from horizon to horizon, um, and you can see you know obviously the mountains kind of a, a massive wall on your on your left hand side. So, so um, we have clear visibility. Yeah, there's fairly clear visibility. Just like this rubble screwn, uh, gigantic ruin stretching forever. Um, you uh, you arrive towards the, the pyramid and uh, let me just find the... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. One of the greatest movies ever. So good. There's a new Blu-ray out. I just bought it, uh, collector's edition, uh, with a whole bunch of new extras. Did you ever read the original Who Goes There by John Carpenter, I think it was? The, the uh, short story? No, it's not John Carpenter. It's uh, John Campbell. Oh, Campbell. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there, then there was another uh, work of fiction that was done only like maybe 10 years ago, which was called uh, The... Oh shoot! What was it called? It was it was from the thing's perspective. Oh really? Which was really cool. Yeah, really well done. That's really cool. There's actually uh, there's a short story there. So there's there's a collection of fiction. So there's there's two. There's one uh, for that uh, Chaosium put out kind of as part of the Mountains of Madness 
bundle that has a bunch of it has the who goes there and it has at the mountains of madness in it uh, but there's another one that came out last year the year before which is um a collection of kind of at the mountains of madness derived fiction and most of it's not that good as is the case with most of those uh, kinds of uh, collections but one of them is really phenomenal and i i'll i might share it at some point um but it, it kind of tells the the backstory of At the Mountains of Madness from the point of view of a Shoggoth. And oh, wow, cool. It's, and it's just the way it's written is just phenomenal. It's so good. How's your pizza, Tom? Worth it. Nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to read that, actually, if you, if you know what it's called or how to get it. Yeah, let's see if I can find it. I ordered from Pizza Hut. They're always super fast at delivering. That's why I use them because I, I used to uh, order from Domino's when I wanted stuff like because it's only like it's junk, you know, when you want hangover food. You don't want these Italian pizzas, really. I prefer these sloppy, <laughs> disgusting American pizzas. And Domino's are always like one hour, two hours to showing up. And these guys are like half an hour. So. <laughs> There's, there's a big uh, important difference yeah we have a we have a domino's where for the most part they're okay but every once in a while they'll take like an hour and a half to arrive and you're just what it's a pizza just roll it over oh you're in luck michael i've got a text file that ha a document file that's the short story oh awesome so how do i send it to you uh you can mail it or throw it in the skype chat yeah i upload a file let's see send files I knew I had stuck it in some remote corner of my hard drive somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of stuff stuck in the remote corners of my hard drive. Like, oh, I should totally save this. This will come in handy one day. Never look at it again. Yeah. Yeah, we're electronic hoarders. It's even worse when it's free, right? You yeah. Just absorb all the electrons. Yeah. Must store. Cool. So, um, so you make your way over uh, and uh, arrive at um, at this kind of squat stepped pyramid. Um, it has four layers um, and rises about 180 feet above the ice. Uh, it looks like it's made out of Jurassic sandstone that's been deeply weathered and it's uh, surrounded by a thick angled uh, basaltic rampart. Um, it's five-sided, um, as you might imagine. It's unadorned, uh, no ramps or stairs uh, to the top. Um, however, uh, on each face of the topmost uh, thrust, there are these uh, huge doors of a dark material that could be seen kind of inset deeply into the stone. Well, now what? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, let's let's check it out. So you'd uh, to get up to the doors, you'd have to climb up the sides. How like you have to use climbing gear, or is it? No, it's steep? it's fairly simple, but it does require an athletics roll. All right, well, let's do it. That's what we're here for. Athletics me up. All right. I guess we're doing it again. Yeah. We'll spend one point. Seven. All right. That's good. 
Mm-hmm. I got the right, right foot ah. on. <laughs> what about you, Jens? It's it's um, freezing. It's rolling. Ah, there we go. Got it. Uh, all right, so uh, you make it up pretty well, um, except for for David, who uh, is you know coming up uh, after he's the last one up, and as he grips one of the stones that has been put pressure on a couple of times by you guys, uh, it lets loose, and you drop down one of the one level. It's not too bad. You uh, you take one one point of health, um, and you kind of land on your back. Uh, your your thick clothes save you from too much. Too much damage. Uh, I am going to have if to ask had, you... If you hadn't carried that oxygen tank, you wouldn't be shooting through the air now <laughs> on flames. <laughs> uh, give me another athletics roll to get back up. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> will help me. Uh... You, you try to shake it off, you know, and just, I, I just wasn't paying attention. I'll, I'll, I'll do fine now. And you begin to climb up again, and then you kind of lose your footing, and you fall down again. Do we have ropes, guys? <laughs> ropes? What's um, you okay. down a rope? Anything broken? No, you lose one more health. You God can, damn it, man. Can we mitigate this by bringing me off and getting it hauled up? <laughs> yeah, well, if you have a you have a rope, so you can throw it down. And uh, uh, if you want to add uh, add athletics points to to it, I'll give you like one one for free for the rope. But if anybody wants to cooperate with him, you can you can spend points to help him up if you want. Let's just uh, help each other here. Uh, maybe uh, we. Uh... Yeah, we lower the rope down and make sure we don't get pulled down with it if in case he fucks up one more time. Yeah. I'm trying to like mitigate spending all my points just getting up the fucking interest when <laughs> I might need him side to like actually avoid something vital. <laughs> all right. Come on, I can't roll another one, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> Great. So uh you, you finally That's make awesome. it up. Man. <laughs> you finally uh, uh, make it all the way up, and uh, you guys are standing at the on the top level um, where you've got the this wall of stone, just like a little inset shelf you're standing on, and then you've got these. It's five sided, and each side has a, a big uh, door in it. And um, the the dark material um, turns out to be um, a dark model petrified wood. Uh, it's about 12 feet high, 8 feet across, um, and in the center of each of the doors, there's this complex knot-like symbol um, set in amber. In amber? Yeah. Huh. So it's okay. weird symbol, kind of like amber. Um, yeah. Well, amber, of all things, amber. So that repl- that implies there were trees here. Oh, they went somewhere. Oh, Got yeah. some amber. Yeah. Uh, well, can we can we loot it? 
the ember <laughs> well i mean yeah. sure you could try um so you, the the door is is uh, you know being petrified it, it's it doesn't just swing open when you when you push it or anything like that um, if you want to try to uh, get the not like symbol out, uh, then what would that be? Well, what does the symbol look like? What symbol is it? Um, it just looks not like. Uh, how to best describe it? I feel like I've seen it somewhere and I don't have a good image of it ready. In a dream, perhaps. In a dream. Um, but yeah, it, it just looks sure, like a dying fight will open the door, so <laughs> possibly losing the symbol. Uh, it, it just looks like uh, if you imagine, um, you know, uh, like a, a rat's nest of rope. That's right, kind of okay. what it looks like. A rat king. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, okay. I don't know. Maybe not good to loot it. But, um, but let's see if we can open the door. All right, we all push. Yeah. Does it look like it's going opening in or out? Um, if you were to make a an assumption, it would probably be in. Okay. You don't see any hinges anyway. Right. Um, nothing seems to happen uh, as you're pushing. Here, I guess a pull. <laughs> if we have axes, we can try to break the ice free from around the door. So I'm just hold on one second. What was that? Some angry French guy with the horn. There's a lot of these around here. Um, so, what do you? How do you? How do you suggest trying to? Okay, we will use our pickaxes to just clear any ice, of course, so that would yeah. be blocking. Yeah. First step, and then uh, maybe try and use our pickaxe as well to just kind of like wedge in there, see if we can do anything. Yeah. Um... So let's see. So you could give me athletics um, or weapons tests. Weapons for the pickaxes. Yeah, I'll I'll do a one six. Right. Uh, do you have you don't have damage for that pickaxe, do you? No. Let me see if I can find something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a D six. Uh, so. So you all get to roll, um, I'll give you one weapons test per person, and then you can uh, roll damage for that, um, or um, 
Well, that doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense. Spending some time on it. Uh, how much time do you want to spend on it? Trying to get in half an, half an hour. Well, I, I guess it depends if we start to see any results in the first five minutes, and uh, we keep going. If not, then maybe we revise our plan. Uh, you begin. Yeah. Uh, you can see that you begin to kind of chip into it, um, but it's definitely going to be. It, it's it's going to take. Oh, so a we're little... actually breaking it down. I thought maybe we're just like you know trying to force it open still. Yeah, I mean, you, so you, you, you can chip away at it a little bit, but you can also kind of try to wedge it. It's a really big door, so it's actually hard for you to get up and, and clear everything away, you know, around it and whatnot. It's, it's kind of a big operation, but as you as you kind of, uh, you know, spend some time trying to, to clear out the, you know, whatever cracks there is and to, to allow it to kind of swing open, that does show you some progress. I'm just wondering how much time you you're want to kind of dedicate to it. Like, are you okay with spending whatever time it takes? Well, we don't have all the time in the world because we still need to get back to, to fly fly around. And we've taken roughly an hour to get here. Yeah. You've got a few uh, hours. So we have yeah. a few hours. We'll, we'll spend an hour's time trying to get it open, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, even if we just manage to open the door and peek inside, I think that there's something in that. At least we get to smell the air and just have a peek. And at least we're at a high point as well, so it's a good vantage point to just keep an eye out the yeah. surroundings. Yeah, so let's pick away. We see some stray pilots running around. Yeah. I just want to find the cooperation. All right. So um, fuck it. Um, <laughs> you managed to break down the door. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, so it takes you a while. It takes you maybe an hour, hour and a half. But you're kind of motivated by by seeing seeing you make slow pro progress on on getting the 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 ice and the the petrified wood kind of chipped enough that you can begin to to see some some progress there um eventually um um expending uh, a, a bunch of energy uh you manage to get the door just open enough that you can kind of squeeze through if you kind of unbutton your stuff and you know uh, take your belts off um to to squeeze into into the thing uh who's first Flashlights up. Let's go. I go okay, let's get the so has this been has this door been closed for fifty million years? Uh, very possibly. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, the the air that comes out to meet you is this uh, weird stale um, just smell. That you haven't really encountered before, uh, kind of odd, almost uh, almost mildly chemical in, in nature. Okay, I hope we don't die from this. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe we should just let it air out just a little bit. 
so we don't suffocate. <laughs> don't let I, uh, I step inside with my flashlight uh, in front of me. Okay. So you step in and you uh, you can hear your noise kind of being thrown around this this uh, small pentagonal room. Uh, it's about twenty foot uh, across. Um, it's like a it's like a cone shaped five sided cone. Um, so, I mean, this finally explains it, right? Who built the pyramids in Egypt? Well, not these things, because they always build things that are five-sided, so... Oh, these are five-sided? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> well, maybe they just simplified. They were like, we need a new style. Yeah. Uh, okay. The walls... Uh, the walls, the floor, and the ceiling are uh, carefully tiled in polished obsidian, and uh, tiny flecks of quartz uh, dot the walls here and there. Um, do you have, let me see your skills here. Mm -hmm. ah, nothing, you have nothing, it's useless. Story of my life. <laughs> Well, but at least I have a plus three credit rating if I need to use a library somewhere. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, yeah, you see uh, the only furnishing in the chamber is a rough stone block about three foot across, um, about waist high. And uh, on top of it, you see you can see five crystals uh, kind of thrust upward like fingers out of a hand. Um, and the stone in between the fingers is drilled out to about a foot deep. Uh, do you other guys, do you also, you also enter? Yes. Okay. So, uh, David, probably, you don't have anything like astronomy, right? But do you, do you have like navigation or something? Uh, I, I think I do actually, because that's, let's see. Because um, I think you're a pilot. Right, I should have taken it. Yeah, I should have taken it. If anybody has anything like astronomy or something have, like that, or I have, yes, I have two. I have two points in astronomy. Oh, great! Um, there's a one point spend here if you want. I will spend it absolutely. All right. Um, so you you notice that the the crystal insets in the obsidian look uh, like stars in the night sky, but um, that uh, these are not the skies that um, that you can see from Earth today. As you step closer to the the block in the middle of the room, um, you can see that at the bottom of that hole in the middle, there's uh, this smoky quartz egg about um, two inches long, and the surface is intricately inscribed with tiny, almost microscopic uh, dot clusters. Uh, now we're getting somewhere alien shit. <laughs> All right. Huh. Um, I mean, what comes to mind, just for me, it sounds like, it sounds like it's like a planetarium kind of, like a planetarium device. So mm -hmm. it's certainly some kind of ast astronomical thing. So. Oh, so maybe if the, if the egg is lit up, it, those yeah, dots like a, shadows yeah. on the ceiling or something like that? Maybe. Is maybe there any, little, there any uh, crystals might be controls or something. 
Is there any way to put light underneath this egg just to see if light goes through it or? Uh, no immediate way. I mean, you can you can shine light through the through the egg, um, but at best it it just kind of has like this uh, dull translucency. Let's try to manipulate some stuff. Like, like turn the egg or touch the crystals. Nothing seems to happen. They're cold to the touch. Any uh, exits, any other doors uh, besides the entry doors? Uh, no, just the just these five doors all the way around. Um, maybe is there like maybe they all need to be open for light to come in, sort of, or something? It may, otherwise, it's really strange to have so many doors. Who who has uh, in in your um, uh, trips through here? Who's who's been the most uh, the best at kind of looking at the history of the murals and stuff? It's probably you, Belcour, right? Because um, I, I well, I've been getting language oh, yeah? uh, points. In it. Well, I used yeah. to own my archaeology points. Um, uh, I still have anthropology of the occult. That. Well, I'll I'll give it to you, but of course, since you're the uh, you're supposed to be the smart one, the professor. Shame is wasted on my character. <laughs> yeah. um, you you uh, you notice that the you know in in the murals you've seen so far, um, you know that kind of lay out a lot of the history of of the place and whatnot. Um, they a lot of them also contain maps of the city and and uh, you know tell the history of the city and stuff. But this particular building, the pyramid, um, doesn't actually show up on any of the murals that you've seen. Um, so, and where, where, and you probably have like some sketchings and some etchings and whatnot from from the various murals. Uh, where, where it stands, uh, there's only a flat, unadorned plaza square. Um, hmm. So this building is newer. Yeah. How is the question, right? Is it the different material, building material than there was the surrounding buildings and stuff as well? Um, that's a good question. It's made of Jurassic sandstone. I don't know what that helps you. How old is Jurassic sandstone compared to? Also a good question. Let me find my geological timeline. So either this building is newer or here's an alternative. The rest of the city is older. <laughs> what? Ooh. That's deep, deep, deep thinking. <laughs> but it certainly seems like a, like an amphitheater, huh? Like it, like um, with all those doors, so you have a lot of a lot of things coming in here. Like it's a congregating area with easy access. So they really love the number five, right? In this pyramid. Yes. Five-sided, and it's the sort of the visible building. It's the highest building in town, 
Is that right? The tallest building? Maybe. Um, it's a tall building. It's one of the taller, I think. Right. So at least in human cities, tall buildings are more important buildings. So this could either be like a religious building or a governmental building. So the Jurassic uh, age is 160 million years ago. Um, it's when primitive mammals um, okay. appeared. Well, I don't know. So with, with my cryptology, I've been studying the language and I've been giving like a real basic you know, numbers and stuff. Is there anything in here that looks like writing or numbers or controls or anything like that? So... Um, at best, so what you got? Um, what do we call that? Uh, well, I was studying cryptology or cryptography mm. to, um, to to translate. And as I studied the murals previously, I had a bit better understanding. I think you mentioned I I was able to, like start understanding some of their basic numbers and yeah. symbols. So, do you have? Uh, did you get any points specifically in that, or is it is it cryptology? Uh, I don't recall you giving me any points in anything as a result. All right, um, you could you could conceivably spend some points in cryptology. Um, I would say I'd say two points spend. Okay, I don't have that to spend. So what do you have? Uh, I have only one point of it, but I spent it previously, so unless it oh, regenerate, <laughs> regenerate. Yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, sorry. We're like the worst fucking investigators ever. <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm at this at this point. I'm just trying to rely on yeah. you know, previous knowledge of familiarity of things I've already discovered. To see if I die already. I mean, the only thing you can really uh, kind of get from it is that that script, that uh, f uh, dot five point clustered script. Um, is some sort of writing uh, that they use, but what it says is beyond you. Okay. Okay. Any uh, any pathways out of here or anything? No, it's it's pretty um, it's pretty quiet actually. Yeah, it would take forever to open the rest of the doors to see if light coming in from all directions would affect the crystals somehow. Um, yeah, so that would take a lot of work. Yeah, so I don't well, know. Let's, let's open one door. How many oh. doors are there? That's five. Let's open door number four. No, but it's they're all like it's all doors from outside leading in. It's essentially, you know. Can we break off the hinges? Ah, sorry. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, wait. I don't get it. So there's no way further into this pyramid. No, that you've seen. So we basically opened the wrong door. No. Well, I mean, doors lead to this room. So all the doors. This door pyramid. This pyramid has a lot more volume than just this room that we're in. Right. So, how do we get to the other main chambers? From underground. Can we not like um, uh, 
Uh, I have geology. Can I like use geology and then go knock on the door on the walls until I find some some sort of way in? Uh, won't help you, I think. But uh, maybe uh, we just I don't know. Fuck it. Put a stick of dynamite in there and we leave. <coughs> Can we take that egg with us? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty small. It's about... Do it. Oh, Let's go. We go back. I, I'm gonna take the egg. It comes out. Yeah, you can just lift it out. All right, let's head back then. All right. Um, you um, you leave the pyramid behind and begin to to make your way back. Um, and as you come back towards uh, the your camp um, you can see um, some people are standing around outside of the the, the tent kind of talking uh, and as you get closer um, you can they, they see you and kind of wave at you and, and wave you over um, again sorry huh come in ooh, ooh. Um, so more is there, um, uh, Halperin uh, and Miles, uh, and they are they're standing around, saying, uh, "Oh, it's good you guys are back. Um, nobody has seen or heard anything from uh, the doctor uh, for a couple of hours. We're not sure where he is. Does it, where was where was he last seen, or where was he going?" Um, he he just yeah, I think he want, he went for a walk. Um, Damn it! Didn't we just discuss this morning? We just, yeah, <laughs> like the buddy system. The buddy system. <laughs> Damn it! It's like nobody ever watched Friday the Thirteenth. Um, yeah, we were just about to to set off to to spread out and look for him. He couldn't have gone far. Um, I, I know he just wanted to to look around the plaza a little bit. I guess he thought that it was. It's fine. I'm not sure what could well, have happened. Let's uh, let's uh, do a let's uh, do a two group search party then. Um, it, yeah, is it possible to search see the tracks? Um, he might have made some some tracks in some of the in some of it. I mean, a lot of it is just ice, and then like there might be some some snow here and there, um, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think we yeah. if we split up into the two men teams, that sounds good, and then we can we can spread out and and look around a little bit. Um, I think we we should probably meet here back in maybe an hour, forty five minutes. I think we should do larger than two men teams if someone's gone yeah, missing. Yeah, let's stick to three men groups just uh, for the convenience yeah. of it. And uh... yeah, that's that's good thinking. Uh, okay, I, I guess it goes without saying we should if you have a. A weapon, then you should bring it. Yes. Uh, oh, don't pulls worry. out a small revolver. I'm sleeping with this baby now. <laughs> now that Doctor Green's gone. Um. Yeah, I need to find my doctor. How am I going to sleep tonight yeah. if I losing can. the <laughs> losing the doctor is not good. Who's going to give a sweet psychoanalysis? Yeah, that's right. Whisper sweet nothings to us. <laughs> His, his voice is just so soothing. I don't know. It's just uh, this thing. I just um, want to lick his earlobe. I don't know. 
Damn it, Professor, make sure no one goes out alone. The rule is if you have to go take a shit, bring somebody to wipe. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, yes, yes, I, I know, but I, I, Dr. Green, he said I have to stay in the tent. And, and you can see his blisters are still kind of, you know, uh, not looking good. It'll take days to heal. Um, so how do we how do we divide the teams? Who goes with who? Well, I'll go with these two suckers. We're spending all day together already, so uh, you know the Let's drill. Do it. Let's do it. Very convenient. Um, great. Meanwhile, so uh, so you guys are there, Starkweather, and uh, so Dewitt is at the Lexington camp. Starkweather and um, uh, Willard are somewhere um, in the southwest uh, area. Great. So, um, you uh, make sure we bring some bring some equipment to for, for a rescue. Like if we, we want some rope, if we fell in a in a uh, you know a crevasse or something, we want some kind of a litter and poles. Yep. Um, yeah. Medical equipment, things like that. Sounds good. Um, you spread out. So, what kind of tracking slash? Um, I don't know if it's like evidence collection might be the, the closest. Outdoorsman? No. Um, maybe. It's a little a long shot. Evidence collection, outdoorsman, yeah, that would probably be. Oh, so they would have shadowing. Nobody. What's that doing? Well, what is shadowing? It's following. Ah. Uh, ah, uh, nice. So it's not quite, not quite right. Um, sense trouble. I would say it would be good. I I would argue that it's outdoorsman because then you'd have tracking. You track animals. Yeah, I could see that. That would be. I would give that a. That would be a one point spend. Otherwise, you could roll a sense trouble. Then I'll roll a sense trouble because I got a lot of points there. Okay, so for every sense trouble you roll, it'll be like a thirty minute um, search. Okay. Right. Cool. Yep. So it doesn't take you uh, too long as you you sit out and kind of. Um, spread out uh, uh, along the, the plaza uh, to begin to pick up a trail from uh, some boot prints. Mm -hmm. And you follow them along a little bit um, until, um, and they seem pretty orderly, like he's, he's kind of strolling along, and then uh, suddenly they seem to disappear in a confusion of scuff marks. Um, you can see small pieces of some of his equipment lying scattered on the ground nearby. Um, Mm. And then we, uh, we yell. Can we yell? Can we, do we have visual on the the other teams of uh, search parties? 
No, you're a little <laughs> off the, the plaza uh, kind of proper. Um, you give me another another roll. Oh, nice. Mm. You see the scuff marks leads off uh, a short distance um, before they vanish into a, a building you haven't been in before. Um, into second and an opening. Great. Okay, so he sure. was. Let's get the doctor. I run her for there. Now I'm in combat. I'm pissed off now. <laughs> I'm pissed off and I'm on it. <laughs> you okay. don't. You don't want to have a pissed off Frenchman with a rifle. <laughs> you uh, you you get over to the opening and. Um... It, it opens into this uh, building where you can see that um, the the scuff marks kind of lead into the building a little bit. And any blood? No, there's there's no blood. And um, the there. So you've you've previously um, you've you've seen areas where there have been you know you've, there's kind of been the, the passage has been cleared uh, of rubble and, and debris, but that's not the case here. Um, but but the the trail does lead kind of into the building a little bit. Let's go in there. Uh, somebody, uh, one one guy uh, has the flashlight to people with weapons. Yes. Let's. Uh, Let's go in uh, with stealth. Yeah, I'm in stealthy, like a ninja. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's actually a skill called stealth. Uh, called like a ninja. I have eight points in it, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> Sheesh. It's <laughs> extremely stealthy, professor. I was in the trench wars, so. Wow. <laughs> Where you tiptoed around. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so you uh, you move into uh, into the dark of the the building. Um, everything is very quiet. Only the sound of of you uh, kind of echoes throughout the the small maze. No, there's, of... there's no sound of us. We use stealth. <laughs> right, got it. Only the no sound of you echoes through the, the building. <laughs> That's better. Um, there's a passage. Um, there's kind of a passage that leads down a little bit um, and disappears into the dark, and then there's there's one that goes uh, up. Well, can I see tracks? Uh, just... Give me another roll. What? That's my roll. I think a doctor would have gone up because he would have seek elevation and knowledge i think he would be more <laughs> more prone to go upwards instead of down right. to the depths but it wasn't, <laughs> sure. wasn't, okay. he, wasn't he dragged in here i mean he had a scuffle and then yeah like, i'm what, sorry to say but it's probably more likely going down yeah wouldn't the monster go down he might be going up but he's being dragged <laughs> by the hair well down could be a a huge uh, cavernous exploration. At least, if we go up quickly, at least we can kind of see what's. I like that exhaust that yeah, option. Let's uh, let's do it. Let's go up. Great. You uh, you you go up and um, you find that uh, there are actually scuff marks uh, up here, and they kind of 
they kind of appear a little bit and then um so sorry the areas uh you know are a broken down ruin where there's like the whole the whole sides of the building are, are all gone the scuff marks kind of you can see them in the rubble and then um there's no more is this room just rubble it's just rubble stream yeah it's all just just rubble and and rock is there any other exit from it than the way we came in no it's the only one and then just uh the open air Okay, so did is there any way to jump out from this building here? Are there? Yeah, you could jump. Uh, you could jump down. It's probably a I don't know, twelve foot fall or something down to to the the ground where you came from. What looking out over the edge? Does it look like he might have jumped down? You give me a roll of what? The same. God damn it. it! Yeah, it doesn't look like he would have. He would have jumped. First of all, so it's, it's a long fall, but even so, there aren't any any marks. Um, that kind of. It's like they they. If if you imagine that the, it's like a floor that you're standing on, the scuffle marks kind of go in to the floor a little bit, and then they disappear. There aren't any marks from somebody having uh, approached the edge or anything like that. And that's it. There's no more rooms leading out of here, or nope. Just just kind of standing on the roof, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he tried to escape and then got grabbed again. Maybe he got free. Okay. I guess down. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, down to the depths. That's pretty scary. Yeah, I can't wait. Since we know it's down there. But, I mean, I would like to put a couple of well-placed bullets in the face of that blob. Yeah. Faces. Faces. I'm just hoping that when I learn more language, I'll be able to translate and find out that Takili Lee actually means free hugs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Be my friend. Okay, down, down, down. What's the plan? We go down. We go down. You go down. And also see, see if there are any tracks. In the underground? Yeah. Um, give me a roll. Um, no, actually, you know, you made a roll before. Uh, uh, so phew, you take, yeah. Take that point back. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you made the roll before, so um, no, there aren't any. There aren't any uh, tracks that lead down. You can you can go down a little bit, and and there's kind of a there's like a, a ramp like um, passageway that leads down a little bit, but um, there's plenty of rubble, and there's no indication that anything has has disturbed it. Is the, will anyone mind if we try and yell for him now? So let me just okay. Here's my theory. He. Bump the the professor, the doctor. He bumped into a monster. They wrestled. Then he was dragged. Then the monster dragged him into this building, dragged him, dragged him up the ramp, ate him, and flew away. Or flew away with him. Or flew away with him. 
Those are the two options. Hey, th- yeah, those things have wings. So yeah. maybe they, he didn't go down. Maybe they made off with him. They just took him up to that upper spot and flew away. God damn it. I need my doctor. Uh, <laughs> well, the doctor's gone. That is. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, now, if they do fly, that also puts some interesting challenges on when we'll be in the plane, you know, if we suddenly get attacked by airborne monsters. Yeah. Well, the thing is, because nobody has visually seen these beings alive, we've only seen the dwellers of the underground. We haven't actually seen any live samples of these yeah. uh, creatures. But, but we have seen evidence of them moving around and you know, uh, doing stuff. The dissections and uh, the, you know the finding the remains of the people in the tunnel and stuff. Uh, remains of stuff from the uh, the camp. Let, let's just yell for this guy, and then how about we yell and then we run? <laughs> <laughs> brave, 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 sir, Robin. <laughs> I say we do it the opposite sequence. <laughs> Um, can we hear anything at all, Michael? Is there any sound of anything here? No, just the occasional ice cracking, like a distant snap of like sound. Dark, dark. <laughs> okay, in that case, let's. Um... A mild rustling of the wind over the snow. That's it. Let's, right, just let's have... go back to the search party and say he's a goner. No, yeah. let's just let's just take a peek down the basement just out of curiosity. Dude, you know it's in the basement. <laughs> I I have my rifle and a stick of dynamite ready. I don't know if that rifle's gonna do any good. You uh you move down into the into the under under levels and um uh you find this kind of ramp leads down into a passageway um and uh it begins to split out into smaller passageways with small kind of cul-de-sacs and little little rooms. There's rubble and ice uh, in the beginning, and then it kind of then after that, it's it's just mild rubble. You know, you can see the the stone is uh, cracked and and splintered in certain places, but um, you find no immediate signs. But um, how, how long do you spend kind of looking around? Not long. Let's go up to the other guys. Yeah. Still searching. Yeah, I mean, that's a labyrinth. I know the entire city's a labyrinth. There's a reference to that the sea underground. That is, you know, it's got to have like a complex sewer system and tunnels everywhere. Getting lost out of there is. Yeah, cool. let's get out of here. Yeah. All right, you come back oh, up to the surface. Oh, we are, we agreed to meet back right at the camp. So. Yeah. Come this way. All right. Um, it's gotten fairly late in the day. Uh, the sun is beginning to disappear behind the, the mountains again. Um, you come back to the camp, and uh, not long after you arrive, the, the other team with Morn in, in charge uh, comes back, and they look pretty... They're like, we didn't find anything. There's nothing. We found signs of him. We think he's been taken. Oh, my God. What, what did you see? 
we explain uh, yeah. the, the marks and, and, and you know our speculation that it could be a, one of the winged creatures that flew up with him. Yeah. Yeah. So pe people need to be aware that the threat could come from above. You need to when you're out in an open spaces, you need to you know be looking around and protect yourself. There was no blood, so we have no evidence that these are in like actual hostile, but uh, or at least we don't know. Well, being that we saw the evidence of a dissection before, I, I hate to think of his poor fate. We can only hope that he was taken alive and we may have the chance later to encounter him. Oh, yes, dark. Hope for the best. Um, and you can see Moore's skin is all screwed up now um, from the from the frostbite. Um, you guys, you make it in. You go into the tents, and as just as you're you're about to get in, you can see um, you hear this yelling from across the the plaza. Uh, Starkweather, kind of yo there. Starkweather is coming back from his uh, sojourn with um, with Griffith in tow. So everybody is uh, settles in as as the the night begins to to roll in. Um, he says. Uh, he, he kind of gets caught up on on the news, and you can see it also mulls it over a little bit, and then um, tells that um, him and and Griffith made a contact with the the Bosmaya Falcon expedition um, across the river, uh, and uh, that they've been doing a lot of exploration. Uh, seems the seems the the Krauts are uh, while well, they're digging pretty deep. Uh, yeah. They're digging. Well, they're—I mean—they're exploring. Uh, they're going. Oh, they're going pretty deep. They've, they've found a number of locations over there. They're uh, apparently very interesting to them, uh, but they—they they seem pretty keen on on staying and and finding more stuff. But it seems like the the bell won't be flying anywhere. Um, yeah, they have some some problems with that. So. We should figure out what what to do, uh, but for tomorrow morning, um, maybe some of maybe some of the the people here will want to go back and we'll bring in some some fresh supplies and we can move the camp. Uh, I mean, how can they make that determination that they want to stay longer, considering they don't have a way to leave? Shouldn't they be at this point more concerned with? Are securing their ability to depart with us and, or making a plan for their rescue because that's really what it is at this point they need to be rescued they don't have the ability to just stick, come and go as they please and how is their oxygen supply holding out well i think they have enough for a for a little while but i think they're hoping to to mooch off of us and, and get some some of our stuff which you know i'm not too happy about but um maybe we can share some of the findings eh? but yeah. Either way, I think they're they're hoping to maybe maybe figure out where where some of their parts have gone and and make some repairs or you know fly out on our planes. Yeah, or I mean, steal our planes when we're not looking. Oh, I don't have any more faith in the clouds than you do, but <laughs> I think we definitely need to make sure we have planes that are under guard. Or you know what I want if I have your permission, maybe I can remove a vital component that is small that will that easy to replace at a moment's notice so that we can keep mm -hmm. with us so that no one can just take the plane by force. 
I yeah. like your thinking, Avery. I like your thinking. Yeah, we yeah, should get on that. We should do something like that. Um, yeah, arguments kind of rage into the night. Um, you know, some people insist that everybody should just leave in the morning. Um, others uh, insist that um, you know, with two men missing, we should stay behind until we can find them. And besides, the the other expeditions need our help, so we can't just up and leave. We're we're kind of committed to staying anyway. Starkweather so suggests that uh, you know, in the morning, we could go over and and ask Acacia what her plan is and whether she wants to to leave or not, and offer her a lift home um, as soon as Green's body is recovered, if it's recovered. But at least we owe it to to these people to give it some time. Okay. Um, as the night wears on, the the mist descends upon the city once again. Um, at about nine p.m., uh, Starkweather uh, and whoever else wants to go out uh, signals uh, in, in this primitive Morse way um, to to Lexington about the green missing um and she expresses her regret to hear that he's he's gone missing um but beyond that there's there's nothing new how long do you guys want to keep playing another hour or so yeah sounds good to me okay um when we're gonna fly did i miss something um yes that was the plan but then uh green went missing and and the Nobody, nobody ended up flying. God damn it. Right, okay. So okay. tomorrow morning, the Enderby is supposed to go back to Lake Camp. Correct? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. All right, well, okay. All right. Night, night, boys. All right, At least our oxygen will last longer now that the crew seems to be disappearing. <laughs> That's the optimism I've known you for. Like the glasses half. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I'm drinking the other half. <laughs> cool. I'm just well, gonna... Every time we bring up this, I, I always remind it about this. I can't remember where the joke comes from. I don't know. Maybe uh, some of you guys know, but it's like uh, you have the, the glass of water. And it's like the one guy will say, ah, this is half full. The other one says it's half empty. And then there's the third guy says, I think it's piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's Who the spirit. <laughs> I just right. love that so much. <laughs> I got a, I got a pee pee. We'll be right back. As the, uh, so the mist descends, you're all inside, trying to get some rest, contemplating what your options are and how to proceed. Do I need to do uh, some first aid on you, uh, Avery, 
on your broken ass from falling. Yeah, let's see where I'm at. I think I'm down a couple points. So if, if anything would help, let's see, I've got eight of 11 health. <clears throat> uh, I'll spend a couple of points. Uh, you can. Okay. The dice is friendly today, huh? unless you're climbing rocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so how many does that get me back? That's a good question. Well, combined with the bed rest, I suppose it should uh, at least give you a couple of points. Yeah, somebody look up the rules on that. Not it. What are we eating, Jens? <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> it, it even has like okay, it just it's pingvin that Chris. Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, oh that reminds me. I, I I saw real life penguins in South Africa like a month ago. That was awesome. Yeah. In South Africa. Uh -huh. Cape Town. Are they are they pretty cool in uh, in person? Yes, and very smelly. <laughs> yeah. There's shit everywhere. Apparently, it smells like acid. So. Ugh. Yeah, Massive. very cool. I, I thought there was so, so many of them, and I was you kind of just walked around next to them. That was kind of cool. <laughs> They're noisy. Wow, yes, wow, but wow. It, they have lacrysa. Yeah, <laughs> I took tons of pictures of them. They're very nice. Cool. I was happy. Cool. I could eat some ping meat lacrysa right about now. Mm. David, this is the Danish obsession with licorice. Uh, I I can kind of understand it. I like black licorice. I think it's it's good. Uh, they have a, a lot of good licorice in Holland, so you maybe yeah. you, maybe I'll, you I'll had some. I don't I don't recall eating any licorice in Holland, but I'll definitely seek it out because I like it. It's really hard to get the the salty licorice uh, uh, in most places, unfortunately. There is a place. I can't really do it anymore. What pirat, for example? It's it's fucking hardcore, man. So good. There's an alcohol that comes from Iceland called Brennevin, which is it's flavored like black licorice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird because I mean you can you can buy it here definitely. There's there's some of it here, but I've I have yet to meet any people that actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those drinks that evolved in a place where getting wasted and having alcohol alcohol was more important than a taste. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do miss uh, Danish licorice, I got to say. There's, there is a place here you can buy it, um, and you can buy it online as well, but there's no kind of like, oh, I need it right now. Just yeah. go down and buy there's, it. There's a big trend for these kind of gourmet licorice now in Denmark as well, and I've tried some of it, and it's fucking good. Yeah. Like all kinds of flavors. Yeah, and it's like covered in chocolate and whatnot. I, it's, oh. it's good, <laughs> but I'll take Piratas any day. Yeah. Any day. Any day. All right, cool. Um, let's have a uh, nightmarish free night sleep, maybe. Let's see. Um, what are you saying about the mist? I was saying that the mist, uh, you know, uh, ascends uh, into the city as it has done on the other days. Um, mist is being misty. You're all yeah, huddled in the camp. Does that mean we, we still have visibility? We, can, we could still fly next morning if we need to. Uh, I mean, so far the the mist has gone. Like in in the morning, it's it, it dissipates again. Okay. 
Um, late into the uh, evening, uh, you're all huddled into the camp, and um, you hear a sound. Who has the most uh, sense trouble points left? I got three. I have. Actually, you know what? Six. Never mind. Um, everybody hears it at the same time. Uh, you hear this kind of deep <laughs> from outside. Does it sound like an animal, or what, what does it sound like? Uh, it sounds more like an explosion. Uh, shit. Um, I'm going to look outside. Oh, I'm going to get my weapon, my oxygen. (laughs) Everybody, uh, you know, stares at each other at the same time. What the hell was that? Uh, And you you get on your feet and and run outside, kind of throwing your jacket over you at the same time. And you you don't even have to get outside before you see kind of a flickering orange light um, being thrown across the plaza, casting these long shadows. And um, as you come out, you can see, uh, you know, down. So the planes are parked a little bit down from the Not camp. The planes. And you can see uh, one of the planes, uh, just this furious fireball uh, oh, fuck. Oh, rising fuck. up from it. And fuck, let's go fight the fire. <laughs> and uh, people kind of begin to, you know, come out at the same time, all bunching up in the opening. Um, uh, and you can see, give me a, um, give me a sense trouble. We need to move the other plane. Is it within range? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at this point, saving the, the second plane is intact is fucking vital. Okay. Um, uh, and then after we can go and enjoy the heat from the fire. Shit. Well, I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend fucking four points because this is pretty important. Is it is it close enough to actually cause uh, any concern? The other plane? Um, no, they're they're parked a little a little apart. Um, but you know, uh, you 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 wouldn't think that there would be a problem. But on the on the other hand, you you don't want to. No, no, no. Ooh, that's pretty high. You can see uh, kind of on the opposite side of the flames. You see a silhouette, um, you know, because there, there's like this deep mist, and then now the the fire is also kind of uh, throwing everything into this chaos of of light. But you see this little silhouette, kind of, you know, uh, uh, moving across the ice, um, kind of haphazardly um, towards the other plane. The Germans. Uh, yeah, I I point him out. I say I say, there's the saboteur. He's heading for the other plane. Stop him. Is he is he within a rifle shot at this point, or? Um, yeah, he might be. So let's see how far would that be. Or should I move in closer? No. Uh, yeah, let's get in closer. Let's see if we can. Well, we want to maybe yeah. take him alive if it's not a danger to the plane. And what if you miss and hit the plane? <laughs> well, I start running towards him. So it's probably a it's probably a long shot. Um, if you were to. Let's see. It might be. Uh, I'm gonna run. Yeah, if you, yeah. If you critically miss and like hit the plane, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> hit the fuel tank. <laughs> the second plane explodes. Boom. <laughs> we run, run, run. So uh, you you kind of um, uh, oh. you 
you shout uh, over the over the noise of this sound coming off the plane. You can see the figure turning around, kind of looking in your direction. Um, he's got a, a face mask and goggles and everything on. Um, he turns around again, and you can see him you know, going for the plane. Um, and you guys start to to run. Um, it's about a. It'll take you two turns to to sprint up to the plane. Um, I don't know if you want to... a guard. Will he reach the plane before we get there? Um, yeah, he probably would. So run for one turn and take a shot. Can do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, get as close as you can. And take him down. Sniper, one shot, one kill. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep running towards him. Okay. Um, Tom, take your, take your best shot. Uh, that will be a long shot. So let's see here. It's a large shot. <laughs> test, stability, recovery, 58. All right. A friend of mine posted a, a picture on Facebook that had uh, uh, Michelle Obama and uh, what's her name, Melania, in the White House, like you know, for this meeting that they had. And it says, uh, "It says, wow, this is impressive. In one room, two degrees, one from Harvard and one from Stanford. Oh wait, Michelle Obama has them both." <laughs> <laughs> Does she really? Yes. Wow, I didn't know. <laughs> but are they like honorary? Yeah, the other one is a model, so you know. What's that? <laughs> the other one is a model, so. Yeah. So, so there's balance. Yeah. But does Michelle Obama really have like the two? Are they like real degrees or honorary degrees? Yeah, they're, they're real degrees. Wow. She's really highly educated. Wow. Yeah, she's smart. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be a minus one, Tom. Okay. <clears throat> I'll spend four points. I'll just I just take a knee and imagine he's a crowd from the Kaisers crowds and then take a <laughs> shot. Yeah. Do it. Wow. So that's a ten. Uh, roll roll damage. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a one d six plus. Do you have all the damage uh, written down on your sheet? There, there should be. Nope. You have it. Uh, the only thing I have is like ammo, and then there's point blank, close, near. That's it. It is just a zero, zero, zero. Okay. What's the name of your rifle? It's a model eighteen eighty six rifle. I don't know. It's not from the book. I guess it's just like a. It's a rifle I would have used yeah. with when I was in the war. Yeah. It's. Um, uh, so it's a bolt action rifle, I guess. Um, yeah, that's zero. So it's zero modifier. So just one d six damage. Okay. You, you need to yell out as you pull the trigger. Remember I, the Lusitania. <laughs> <laughs> the what? Oh. 
Okay. Wow. You blow off his leg. Wow. Sheesh. Five. Okay, let me just... Find... That should slow him down. All right, so Maybe just... I hit his air tank and he explodes. Unless he's possessed. <laughs> oh, should I hit his air tank? He explodes and take the plane with him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! All right, so um, you guys are, are sprinting across the plaza, um, and Tom just drops. To, like, he, he sprints alongside you. Suddenly, he drops down, and his his uh, army experience kicks in. And you just you hear this, uh, and you see this uh, little mist of uh, dark matter kind of come out of the 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 back of uh, whoever that person is and he kind of tumbles over and you can hear this loud yelp ah! um, as he, he tumbles to the ground um, so he he lies there uh, kind of you can see him still moving he kind of rolls around a little bit um, and you can hear kind of a, a, a sobbing uh, shouting kind of thing coming out of him. You, you guys are still sprinting as are some of the other people kind of coming out behind you. Um, and you can hear uh, Starkweather, quick, get him before he gets to the plane, get him! Um, I hope this is not some big misunderstanding where he was actually trying to save the plane from <laughs> another guy that was like climbing on top of it. <laughs> too late. true, but you know, you can't be too careful. You uh, you come over to uh, to to him. He's lying down next to. Uh, uh, he's a little bit away from from the flame, so you can feel the the heat from the from the fire kind of projecting onto you. Uh, and he's lying there in a pool of, of blood, kind of streaming out from from his back. Uh, he's got this uh, German um, mask on. Ah, um, oh, see uh, an oxygen mask, and you can just hear. <laughs> Um, he's obviously not doing uh, particularly well. Yeah. Is he carrying any uh, explosives that we need to remove from him? Um, you, that's a good question. Let's see. Where are we at? I have a I have a list of his stuff somewhere. Hold on. As more as you guys are kind of um, so you he, he's got a gun. Uh, you relieve him of that, I assume. Mm. And um, maybe it's time you remove the airplane. Yeah, it's yeah. it's far enough away that it it probably right. won't. The radiation from the other fire is not strong enough here. Yeah, I mean, at best, it'll melt the ice. And um, so sink. <laughs> the whole thing just sinks down. Um, so, but the other, um, the other plane is Fuba. Yeah, it's it's all it's all messed up. Um, it blows. Moore comes over and looks at um, looks at him. 
Didn't we have a god on the goddamn planes? No. I thought so. He didn't. It's full of monkeys in my garden right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just letting you know that. I mean, nice. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's full of monkeys right now in my garden. I don't believe it. <laughs> For real. I really? Yeah. Is there any way you can you show us monkeys? <laughs> well, every time, every, like, because trust me, I've, I've been at Jesus' place many times. Every time he says yeah? monkeys, I've never seen any. So oh, I think, oh, shit. Yeah, I've heard that song and dance before. Uh-huh. Here we go. I want, to, I want to see monkeys. Are the monkeys cool or are they a pain in the ass? They're kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, I mean, monkeys are little assholes. Even though they look cool in movies, they're little yeah. dicks, man. Yeah, they monkey around. <laughs> no, they're like, they rip your freaking face off and shit. They, get very, <laughs> they can be aggressive. Yeah, that's what I said. They yeah. monkey around. If they rip my face off, I'll let you see it up close <laughs> they're mean too like there's only like i think it's like the there's only one kind of monkey the bonobos or something which is pretty um benign but like all the rest of them chimpanzees and stuff they're mean they're vicious we're not seeing Can you hear them? no monkeys sounds like a bird you're full of shit dude i can hear them I can hear them and a cat. I'll show you ah. the cat first. <laughs> do they mess with other animals or do they leave dogs and cats alone? No, no. They're, they're, too, they're really small. They're about they're like the size of a kitten or something like that. Ah. Mm. They're, called, they're called Mikus. So in the end, you had nothing to show us. Yeah. Oh, but you heard oh, the sound, oh, right? Oh, you shit. heard the oh, sound. Oh, uh -huh. Okay, got it. Um... All right, nothing but lies. <laughs> Shit. Tough, <laughs> tough crowd. <laughs> so um, he has a uh, he's got a Luger with eleven shots. Uh, he's got a folding knife, I'll take it. a flare I'll pistol. Take it. Did you take another handgun already? <laughs> he's got a signal flare, two blasting caps, and a coil of time fuse. Oh, and, shit. and that's all. Uh, more kind of it comes over. Um, he, you've taken the mask off him and, and whatnot. He says, um, "Take him inside and make sure he doesn't hurt himself." And then he looks at the Enderby and shakes his head and says, "God in heaven, just look at this mess." So and, it was the Enderby that that blew up. Yeah, the one that was supposed to fly to in the morning. What, what's the I'm other one? I'm gonna enjoy the heat from the, yeah. the glorious fire. <laughs> yeah. Maybe make some sausages. Yeah. There you go, glass half full again. We <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't yeah. have many upsides on this trip. This no. is one of them. I'm warm right now. I yeah. like. Where the marshmallows? Yeah. Well, they were inside the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Roll for stability. They're raining down. <laughs> from the sky. Um, yeah, it occurs to you that all of the equipment that was packed for the tomorrow's flight was inside the plane. Um, but the Weddell is uh, seems untouched. Uh, the pilots, uh, uh, Ava, you, you and the pilots go over it, and that seems that seems fine. There's there's no no uh, uh, sign of tampering or. Well, Why we certainly need to just... gods up. 
Why would he destroy a way out? Well, he went crazy. Uh, and so crazy that he didn't time the both planes exploding at the same time. That's that's uh, one of the small benefits. Condolence prizes of crazy, right? It's not exactly good planning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but um, he seems uh, he seems barely able to stand. You recognize him as? Uh, did did you guys recognize him already? You recognize no. him as, as Williams, um, the pilot from. You saw him back at the at the uh, um, uh, Lexington camp. When you were there, wait. He's the pilot. Yeah. So, so he and, and Lexington's plane got destroyed too. So, so uh, inferring that he destroyed their plane also, and then came over and destroyed ours. Well, it definitely seems like uh, people are losing their minds, which is uh, that's never good. <laughs> you know, this is what we heard from the previous expedition as well. Yeah. But uh, the let's qu let's question this bastard and find out why he's doing this. Why he wants to doom everybody to death, including himself. You you lift him up and uh, begin to drag him back. I assume. Yeah. Not kind of an, he's still conscious. Outside. Uh, he's barely able to stand. Uh, he he kind of walks with this weird sidestepping motion, and and he doesn't say anything at all. Um, once you get him inside, um, he kind of backs into a corner and watches all of you with this kind of you know distressed look on his face. Um, he only makes these weird, soft whistling sounds and small sighs, kind of like. Why did you do it, man? Why are you trying to kill everybody? Um, he he seems to hardly even like respond to you. He just he seems a little kind of off. God damn it! Okay, son of a bitch. Listen, here's what I'm gonna do. Here's a little trick I learned in the war. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take five minutes of this fuse. And I'm going to take a blasting cap and tie it on the end. And then I'm going to shove that blasting cap up your ass. And then I'm going to light it. And you got five minutes to tell us <laughs> exactly what the hell's going on. If you can say that again, but without laughing, it's going to <laughs> You got five minutes to answer the questions or poop it out. Um, <laughs> he, he seems to kind of, uh, he, he seems to not really register what you're saying. Um, and as as uh, you know, you uh, as you begin to kind of apply pressure on him, he he, he begins to kind of chant this sing-songy thing: South Station under, Washington under, Park Street under, Kendall Central, Howard. Um, and he kind of repeats that three or four times before he just falls silent and just sits there, not moving, just staring catatonic. Those are like stations, right? Subway stations or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, he lost. Can it. I use a skill like I have? I have intimidation. I have. Uh, I could take. I could take that strategy. To... What the hell is that? Um, I don't know. Um, sorry. I... There's like a, a weird noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
it was just a plain explosion. I forget about it. Um, I, I could use re reassurance to try to like maybe use his insanity against him and try to get some information out of him, or I could just intimidate. I got intimidation. Um, yeah, you, you try your best, and nothing nothing seems to have any effect. He's just shut down, like mentally. He's not. He's Let's not end this miserable oxygen breathing face. Um, Leave him in yeah. the ice. We can't let him alive. He'll, he'll take every opportunity, his first opportunity. I mean, he can do a lot of damage. He can just light a match in the oxygen tent in the environment while we're in. Um, who here? So you've all read the dire text, right? Um, maybe. Yeah, the, the, the dire text? Yeah, at the Mountains of Madness. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. In that case, yes. uh, you would you would very likely recognize the um, that the stations that he was saying, like as being from yeah. from that text. Uh -huh. Oh, from like what are the stations? How are they referenced in this text? South Station under Washington under Park Street under. Um, it's it's uh, what Danforth says um, in the end. As his mind oh. begins to collapse. Oh. oh, so he's a goner. All right. Who volunteers okay. to shoot his ass one more time? Okay, so just just to understand like what happens because there's like recurring tendencies here. People go crazy. They have encounters with this the, with these ancient creatures. They go crazy, and then their craziness that manifests as sabotage. They go try to destroy the camp. It happened at at the Lake Camp as well, or the Lexington Camp. There was I forgot exactly what it was, but somebody was also going crazy. And before that, what we heard about the the previous expedition, yeah, so, somebody had also gone crazy and then had seen spiders or something like that. And then you know, it all it always results in that they try to destroy, set fire to the that camp, destroy. It. That sabotage. was the Lexington camp. Yeah. That was at the Lexington camp. Yeah. But there was also another report of that happening at the previous expedition. Yeah. There was also, but that one I don't know, but there was also when we were on the on the ship going south, there was also a guy who was trying to sabotage that we never really figured out what the reason of. Uh, maybe he was sent by the, the the competing expedition. Okay, so that, that was a different thing. But having encounters with these mad creatures results in sabotage. It's not good. Well, and there seems to be a reoccurring theme that that people that come out of an encounter with with the, this environment or creatures or whatever, they they adopt a philosophy of wanting to to prevent prevent anyone else from you know, logic, prevent knowledge from coming out. That means we'll have another saboteur coming. Yeah, in exactly. Shape. Yeah. Doctor. Exactly. So yeah, that's exactly it. So if we see the doctor, shoot on sight. But anyway, it means we definitely need to start guarding the airplane now. Yeah, Not it. Oh my god, that's like, yeah. <laughs> I'll guard it. Sounds like fun. I'll walk around in minus 40 degrees Celsius guarding. Alone, right? So it's like. Can we can we have like one oxygen tent in the fucking airplane and we yeah, exactly. can we can we set it up so we can stay inside the airplane? I guess. I don't know if I you mean, can 
I don't know if it's sealed, uh, like oxygen wise, but you could have oxygen tanks there, I guess. Yeah. Well, it could basically, is it feasible for us to uh, stay the night in the airplane? Um, yeah. And then uh, we take turns sleeping and watching. Yeah. The problem with the problem with uh, the so the oxygen tanks you have are this little pipe stem. So you just you turn it on and the oxygen flows. So you it's not you can't really sleep with it because you have to kind yeah. of. That's why I want to mean like, but but the the airplane must be pretty sealed, right? I mean, the no, they didn't, they didn't have the technology to uh, to make them air sealed back then. Yeah, so you you actually could have in the car, in the cargo because it's empty for cargo now. Could we put it put up a tent, the oxygen tent in there? Yeah, potentially. It'll be cold yeah. as hell though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe we just fucking risk it. I don't know, but it's just like you can't. It's too cold to be outside in the night, standing guard, right? Yeah, I also think that's a, it's problematic because you want to sleep in the number one terrorism target on the South yeah. Pole, mm -hmm. and we actually do have a, an option B, like just in case that we lose all the planes, there's still a possibility of being able to walk back to Lake Camp. It's difficult, it's but it's not impossible. <sighs> So, yeah, for we those, should save, we should save this guy for meat for when we want to go that way. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> roll sanity. <laughs> that's that's actually an interesting thing because you know, the whole of what happened in the 70s where there's a rugby team they crashed in the Andes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they they turned to cannibalism, right? Yeah. But the the rule that they had, which was essentially a rule to not go insane, right? So you wouldn't have to deal with this issue your whole life was like they just had one rule: you can't eat your own family, you can't kill anybody. <laughs> it's just you kill who died naturally. Just hope so, somebody dies. A lot of people died, so yeah. I think I think good. I think we're good for 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 food action. I'm, I'm not saying like, we should do it. Like I'm that made them feel better that they had a rule that they couldn't eat their own family. So. Yeah, then they're like, oh, that's great. I guess I, barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after Stalingrad, the, the, after the Battle of Stalingrad, I think it was like a thousand uh, soldiers were executed for cannibalism um, oh, because they also killed to eat. Um, oh. And then another thousand were just put in prison for their lives for just eating dead people. So good times. Well, that's uplifting. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, right, so uh, who's got the most since trouble left? Um, I got two left. I got three left. I have nothing. None. I left. never had any. Uh, Manoj, you, um, as you're like about an hour or so after um, after this whole ordeal, you suddenly realize that um, the wind is back. The sound. Uh, guys, guys, the weather is acting up. The weather is acting up. So I, I, like I'm, I'm fucking ready. Let's just fire up this airplane and get the fuck. Yeah, out. exactly. That's exactly what. I'm doing. 
it. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> it's still time. Then let's just. I mean, we, and we need to have a plan, right? Because now we are certainly in the mode where, with so few seats, people are not getting out of here, and if, and it's likely that they may die if they can't get on the plane out. So, when does the food fight start for the available seats? You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I, I don't think, think I don't even think can, can we take our entire can we even take our own expedition out of here now with one airplane? No, I don't think so. Not well. Da, 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 da. You're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people plus this guy. So that's eleven. Um, and then if there's six people in the other. No, five people in the other expeditions. Yeah. And how many people can fit into the? I think, think. Yeah. two pilots here. Yeah, so two is that two with pilots? That's not with pilots, right? No, that's passengers. Yeah, yeah. so that would be pilot, co-pilot, and five passengers. Yeah, yeah. At best, and you could drop, uh, you could throw out a lot of equipment and and fit maybe one or two more people in. So how many in total? So that would be seven, eight or nine people. Shit. Well, I think the guy with the the good rifle shot is definitely on board that plane. <laughs> <laughs> and the pilot. <laughs> yeah. The pilot uh, is safe too. Honestly, I I, th I think we should squeeze everybody in and call it a day. This camp is uh, it can only get worse. Yeah, and if it gets any worse, then a lot more people are dying, right? So yeah, we're we're pretty much, I'd say, at the at the point of, if we don't take the out now, we no one may get out. It's dark already, right? Yeah. So um, you all huddle together overnight and begin to kind of talk about these things, or in, late into the evening anyway. Um, you run over all the numbers. Uh, if if you strip. Um, if you strip the the Weddle of everything, uh, actually, let me. Uh, I think I said the wrong name before. Um, it's actually the Enderby. The Weddle was the one that exploded. Excuse me. Uh, if you strip the Enderby of everything um, with enough uh, weight to carry um, twelve people back to Lake uh, Camp, uh, that means removing everything except for oxygen and fuel. So no food, no emergency equipment, no radio, uh, no. Change of oil, no repair kit, nothing. Uh, just the, the very bare minimum, um, which more feels is unacceptable. Um, at most, we could send eight, nine people. Uh, we can't. We can't risk sending this many people without having some uh, equipment or a way of communication. Do, do we have more airplanes at the other camp? Uh, you have only. Um, so you lost an airplane, uh, you had, you went with three Boeings and the one, uh, Fairchild, the Fairchild is a small airplane. It's like a two seater or something yeah. like that. And it, I don't think it's capable of going, getting to the altitudes to go across the mountains. No. So Only the Boeings are the ones that can make the flight. Yeah. And you only have one Boeing left of, of those three because the one, the one, uh, you lost the engines on the ship. So you have only the Boeing and, um, then there's the bell where um, there are parts missing from. Um, so those are the only two planes that are left. Um, the Boeing being the only one that can actually operate. If the Boeing flies back to Lakes Camp, 
um, then it is it's the only way out of here. That means leaving people behind uh, in the um, on the plateau. Uh, and that is also the only plane that we have to fly people back and forth between the, the Ross ice, uh, icy barrier and Lake's camp. Well, yeah. I mean, we could fly half the, like a group of people down with the intention of returning with more supplies, and less people to bring yeah. back the, so regardless, somebody should probably take off. It is possible, um, that. Williams um, left the parts somewhere from the plane, from the bell. If they could be recovered, maybe the bell could be reinstated. Um, it's a long yeah, shot. That's a wild goose chase. I mean, how long? We could that could be anywhere. And how long? How much time are we going to waste searching for a part out here? I think we should go. We should, yeah, exactly. We should go. Uh, send send, <clears throat> send half, half the people, people back uh, 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 now, and then uh, well. Avery, you fly down, you come back up again to pick up the rest. Yeah. It was the other the only way to, to affect the rescues. The other, the, the trip around the mountains is a risky one, though. We could also wait out the weather and see if the pass um, becomes clear again. But do we have the time to do that? That's the question. I mean, if, if we're short on supplies, short on oxygen. Well, it should be good for another couple of days, I guess, with fewer and fewer people participating in the feast. Yeah, exactly. You have 24-person yeah. days worth of food uh, in... So, the Weddell and the Enderby both had... So, you can actually cross off some of this yeah. stuff. So, both planes had 24 days worth of food, uh, person days. Um... Mm. So, you've been here for, let's see, you came blah, 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 on the 4th, you set up camp, so that's one, and how many people are you? God, this is some fucking math. So you are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's December 5th, then December 6th is 10, so that's 22. Assume that you took equal from both planes. No, 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 we only took from the one that exploded. Uh, right. But wouldn't we have unloaded, unloaded the plane? Yeah, you did unload that, that's right. Um, so. That's good. So that means you took from that. That means you have uh, 24 days left from the other plane plus two. That's 26. Um, and then, yeah, that's probably good. So you have 26. You have enough to feed um, 26 mouths. So that's at least two days, and with a bit of rationing, we could probably stretch that to easily three days for everyone. Yeah, three, four. <clears throat> um, and then you can begin to eat each other as well. There's that. Yeah, and we already have a guy. So you're 11 people in your camp. Is that including the guy we shot? 
because uh, I don't think he's going to get any food. No, no. Basically, he he went from the getting food category into the food category. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> that's just uh, that's life in the wild. That's right. Sometimes, sometimes you eat food. Sometimes you are food. <laughs> all right um more uh it, it begins to to get a little late and more says let's let's put a guard on the enderby um and in the morning we'll we'll send word to acacia that uh we have news of her man God and um then yeah. we can we can take stock of the situation and see where we are um, now everyone gets some sleep. Mr. Miles. Here's my prediction. The weather's going to go south, so to speak. And tomorrow we're all dining on Kraut Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And we're stuck here. I'm going to go down that penguin. <laughs> all right, so... They might, they might be good, those penguins. Yeah, albino penguins. I always wanted to, to, to taste albino penguins. Albino penguin burger is my favorite. Albino penguins, the other white meat. Yeah. <laughs> the other other white meat. Cool. Uh, so we only have twenty minutes left. I don't know that it's worth kind of getting started on too much. Uh, I don't know if you have any. Um, if you want to pontificate on any other things. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm still getting the feeling from Starkweather that he just wants to stay up here indefinitely. Yeah. And uh, I mean, at what point are we going to call it a day and then say, we've discovered another species of life. We have evidence of it. We have samples of an evidence of their civilization. I think we did pretty well. Think- Let's get back. I think at some point we're probably gonna have to seize control because look at him. Look at what he says, right? He, so he's a glory hound. He's all about his glory, and he's he, we're all expendable. He's even made comments that oh, I lost a lot more people than this when I was getting my glory down in the yeah, yeah. or whatever. So, so he's willing to burn us all as long as he can get out alive with his glory. So, yeah, so when, I mean, at some point we'll have we'll have to seize control. So those, I should I should say this. Um, he he. Get, sorry. Sorry. Uh, he he did say so in the face of of having lost Doctor Green. He seems very concerned and wants to wants to find Doctor Green. I don't know if that changes anything, but um, he he wants to set out to to see if he can figure out where where Green went and, and get him back. Right, Doctor Green. I want to save him. Well, I think maybe we have to internally, the three of us, agree to how long we're gonna except any other postponing if the weather clears up tomorrow morning then regardless we just have to start flying and then they can look for dr green while we're gone and then come back and get the rest because we don't seem to have any like rational uh counterparts to us in the leadership their, their perspective is all more risk more risk more risk so yeah at some point i think that we need to start yeah, conspiring with each other to go, hey, are we at that point now where 
we have the expertise to get out of here, right? We've got the outdoor survivalist. I'm the pilot of the aircraft. And so, I mean, amongst our group, at least, we have the ability to make kind of make the decision that, fuck this, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope there's no And we got the guns. Uh, yeah, Tom, yeah, you can just, shoot everybody. Just me the target, I'll take it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so, first of all, uh, before I forget, uh, I would give all of you a stability point for uh, having uh, followed your drives to uh, go after Dr. Green into uh, what could have been a dangerous situation. Um, so, you can add that to your thing. Um, so, we get one stability point. Yeah. Excellent. Um, other than that, We'll see how uh, you fare against the hard driver to stay yeah, exactly. next time. Yeah, that, that's great because I'll need that stability point for when I turn full coward and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just banking it now, right? Just planning ahead. <laughs> uh, cool. So, um, yeah, the night, the night, uh, night settles in, you all get some sense of rest and uh, then we'll pick it up next time. Cool. Uh, when do you think, like how long do you think it'll be? You, guys, you folks have like real robust Thanksgiving plans and through the rest of the month? Um, no, not not super robust. Um, I I have some idea I want to travel back to Denmark over Christmas, but I'm not sure when that is. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I'll, I'll try and send a doodle out. So I, I hope to find a flight within the next couple of days um, to, to get that kind of settled. Any of you guys going back to Denmark over Christmas? Yeah, I'll, I'll be there from the 24th to the 27th. Okay. Yeah. I'm going back then. All right. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go back um, kind of before and then leave before New Year's or, or what. Okay. So we'll see. Depends. Oh, it would be cool to grab a beer and. Uh, yeah, for sure. Is anybody. Uh, Mm, sorry. Is any, are you going only to Fyshound? Are you going to Copenhagen as well? Uh, just Fyshound. Okay. Cool. Uh, David, are you on Telegram by any chance? No, what's Telegram? Oh, Telegram is like a, a chat app. It's just since we have a, um, a channel there, it just makes a few things easier in terms of organizing. Oh, it's okay. like uh, How do I get it? I just I download the Telegram app? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'll I'll definitely send out a doodle with um, okay. with times. And then we'll see what's what. But Christmas is like December is usually late November. December is usually like the worst. So we'll see sure. what we can do. Yep. Yeah. yeah it, are, we gonna, are we gonna play while Trump is still president? I mean, while oh, about yeah, before. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see if we can. We yeah, have yeah, the shitty thing is so, so yeah. my official retirement date is after March, which is after he'll be sworn in. He's sworn in at the end of January. So I'm like, I don't fucking want Trump to sign my my retirement <laughs> certificate. Is there any way I can get Obama to sign it? <laughs> well, how old are you, David? And what, what does retirement mean? Retirement means I've served 20 years in the, in the Air Force and I can I'm fully vested now and I, I can get out and get 50 percent of my pay for the rest of my life. Fifty percent. So it's a matter of what I what do I do from here. Do I just fuck off and and play, which is really I, I'm thinking of doing, or do I <laughs> try to find a second career? 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. That wouldn't be bad. So my wife still has her career as a teacher in Europe, so the plan is I'm just going to go there and be her dependent, and I'll go hang out in the coffee shops and play through the Netherlands while she's teaching. Man, I want to do that. Just for the next yeah. couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't Can see we... an app called Tele- Telegram. I see Telegram Messenger. Is that it? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, LLC? Okay. Technically, yeah, we have to start with a more group on there, so could ask use of that, <clears throat> maybe. Just, just tell me as soon as you've installed it, because then you should be findable. Okay. Uh, so, are you uh, pretty much a permanent resident in Brazil? Is you gonna stay there for the long haul, or? Uh... Yeah, I think so. To be honest, I think so. You like it? Is is it really Western friendly in terms of medical? All of those? No, 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 not really, not really. Language is a big barrier, etc. I mean, I really question why in the world I want to stay here because there's a lot of reasons not to. But I just, I like, I like the mess and the confusion and. you know, it's very dynamic. Did you, hear, uh, did you hear they shot down a police helicopter? <laughs> what? I don't know, but it's to- totally possible. Totally possible for something like that to happen, and then I never hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> Until my mom reads it in a Danish newspaper. <laughs> I've seen some pretty crazy videos of law enforcement in Brazil. They, they can be just as harsh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Weird. I do. A lot of people go settle in South America. Brazil is you know, a big spot. Belize. Especially if you have money. If you don't, you're, it's pretty sucky. Yeah. yeah, that's really the key to it. That's exactly it. And so what do you do there? Are you working or do you just uh, play all the time? <laughs> no. No, I have, a, I have a marketing agency here and I have, oh. I have a school, a visual effects school, like a Photoshop Adobe school. And then I'm investing now in a in a paint shop that sells paint. <laughs> so I'm basically at the moment I don't I don't work I don't do anything hands on I'm investor in these but I mean the, none of this is enough to to pay my living. So I'm kind of like in a temp situation now that if it doesn't start to pay off, God forbid I'd have to get a job. But I like really a flip that not to happen. But you're building the empire. So the goal is eventually you'll have this I'm, constellation of businesses that will be able to just provide you income. That's, and- that's exactly, that's the beautiful idea. But the, the country is in this crazy crisis right now. And it's not, like, it's not just that you read about, well, unemployment is up by 1%. It's like you can really feel it. You know, shops are closing. It's, uh, it's, it's very tangible, the economic crisis. And we can feel it as well, especially in the school. Well, I mean, so, the whole world is now on edge with the whole, what does the Trump presidency mean for the global economy? What is, what yeah, nobody knows, nobody knows. Yeah. It's, it's really like the, the unknown is the most tricky thing with the Trump presidency. Because yeah. if at least yeah. you knew that he would, you know, deport three million people or, but, but nobody really knows. Yeah. And in terms of foreign policy, it seems, uh, yeah, it seems like, uh, things are likely to change. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just all the statements he made during the campaign are crazy. So if he if he sticks to any semblance of what his res, his his resolutions are, yes, yes, all our allies are nervous. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, God. Yeah. What an idiot. I, I know. I can't fucking believe that he's going to be fucking president. Like, yeah, Jan- in January, we're going to hear President Trump in the fucking news. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's so fucking God. I'm pretty sure it is. It's totally there's, a, there's a parallel universe where this, where this didn't happen. And th- so we were like the, the, the odd, crazy, wacky <laughs> version yeah. of Earth. Yeah, it really feels like it. This is the but, shit that in a way, in a way, the country feels like like now we're like in this abusive relationship where we're like being beaten by our dad in the sense that like, yeah. you know, all of the people who are, are irrational, just like in, when abuse starts happening, they start rationalizing and trying to look for the rational way through without going, holy crap, this irrational shit that shouldn't be tolerated is going on around us. The rational people try to still eke out a, a, a normal path and try to logically find a way through while this crazy person is now free to wreak havoc and then everyone else will like make, you know, concessions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe uh, for a good military coup. Can you start something, David? <laughs> I know. Well, get right uh, on. Be... Okay, I just open Telegram. Start messaging. Did you uh, Did you create a username? It wants my phone number, so I put that in, right? Yeah. Then you're gonna get an SMS. Code. It wants a code. Uh, we've sent you an SMS. So there it is. This was a really good session. I thought I liked it a lot. Yeah. And uh, technically, everything this, worked. Uh, bit yeah. of action and, uh, um... yeah, it's it's really. Um, I was listening through the old uh, sessions, and when when it doesn't work, it's such a pain in the ass because uh, you just like moments just get clipped, and you can't kind of properly build up things. It's just ugh, it's the worst. Okay. I'm in. So if I go to contacts. Yes. Search for contacts uh, or username. Yeah, yeah. I think the easiest is if, if you search for highly uh, for Michael's last name. If you just search for Michael's last name, you should find him. I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's easier for me to give you my number here. Let me see if I can. There, I found you. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Now, how do I add you? Uh, and you? If you're not an admin, well, I'm just trying to see if I can add him like to um, oh, like as as a as a contact of mine. Um, oh. That's so weird. There's no like concept of adding. Well, if you just look at David's profile you should see what his username is in the telegram universe and then you can go to add member and then add it by that name nope it doesn't say anything it's pretty it's pretty weak also skype won't let me type into the chat here uh, the, the best cartoon i saw right after the election was a picture it was it was trump 
and the Statue of Liberty, and he was grabbing the Statue of Liberty by the pussy. Yeah, so yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That pretty much summed it up. <clears throat> ah, yeah. That sucks, man. How so? What do you have a username, uh, David? Yeah, it should it be my first and last name? Just in one? No, two. Well, I see, you see it. Didn't you see the screenshots he sent? Yeah, but there's no. Um, that's I said right. that. Uh, like there's there's I can't if I search for him. Like so, he's I have him in my list of uh, conversations, but yeah. I can't I add him like as. Yeah, like trying to do that or too. contact or anything. Like, it's so weird. If you go, uh, David, if you go into settings in Telegram, uh -huh. and then you scroll down, you should see your username there. And maybe if it, none. Ah, okay. Maybe if it's yeah. not been set, you can you can set it, and then tell us what it is. I'm just gonna set it to my first and last name. In one, right? But it can't. And there's no space. You mean? You can't yeah, have no space. Ah, now I see. Okay. It's really strange because I mean I have I don't. Uh, some like random people showing up in my contacts, right? Uh, I don't know how it finds some of these people that I know that also have it. Um, oh, my name's so, For example, I have Massimo in my contacts, even though I've never added him. Okay. I'm like it is. Wait. So what? Okay. What is your username now? So my, my username is. Uh, D A J E B R I Z A. I'm going to type it in the chat, chat here. Got it. Got it? Okay. Finally. Okay, good. Okay, good, good, good. I yeah, can do it. Um, I saw yours. Ah, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I see it. Okay. So these just stay in your, in your, uh, your active chats. Page and that's how you access them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's not it's not particularly high traffic, but every once in a while we'll post something in here and. Um, I think that's like Tom's note. And what is my, what did my name show up as? Is it my username or did it show up as my full name? Your full name. Oh, your full name. Do you get any? Do you get history on the channel? Uh, let's see. Uh, yes. Do excellent. So you can see all the random bullshit we've been talking about ever since. Yeah. Like most, most of it is in any the dick, Any dick pics? <laughs> well, um, possibly. It's all it's all in Danish. So let's switch over to English from now on. Yeah. It's easy. Or cool. <laughs> cool. Excellent. All right. Awesome. Uh, okay. The adventure continues next time. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to get back into it and play again. You know, yeah. Now we're in the thick of it. Now it's like, yes, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Finally. It only yeah. took 11 sessions. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool, guys. Okay. So, so we uh, live together. Yeah. We await yeah. the doodle. Yeah. That's right. So, take care. so it's it's scary to think the next time we actually talk to each other, it may be actually after the inauguration. <laughs>
Yeah. Let's, let's try and get in a session before that because we don't know what's going to happen after. Yeah. If yeah, I know. yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see whether the Electoral College in any way, shape or form could could skew it. But Isn't I, that our, that's our last hope, right? That is, I, don't, I, don't, I doubt it. Can it happen? Really. What? Wait, is that an option at all? Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know. Why? So, what, what would they? Well, because it's a representative republic. So technically, there's no such thing as the majority electing the president by raw majority vote. We we send a message to our electorate of what the majority would like, and then they go in and they actually give their delegate votes to the candidate to reach that magic number that actually will will ratify that person as president. So technically, you could have them deviate from what their mandate is based on the results of the election and cast is their there, votes. Is there any presidents of that? Like this? No. No. <laughs> no, but happened. But there's no precedence precedence of what's happened so far. So (laughs) this would be the perfect election for that to happen, right? Yeah. I I would imagine, though, that what people are terrified of is if they go that route, then you're going to have the radical right riot. You're going to have people feel – it would be the validation of the fact that their their government is completely out of control and now they have no power even in an election process. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what people would be terrified of. And those people have all the fucking guns. Yes. So (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. that would also be I mean I'm no fan of Trump but that would be uh, insulting to say the least yeah. imagine that the uh, US turning to civil war <laughs> Again. Oh, and, I don't think, and that's why I don't think it'll happen I think like like I was saying the rational side would, would rationalize that what's the worst alternative the worst alternative would caught would to do that and you know vote not vote with Trump and then cause that that fracture of possible civil war in the country the rational side, I think, would just say we're better off just surviving four years of Trump, and hopefully it won't be that bad, and that and, you know we can get through it, and that way we don't fracture our democratic process. Yeah. So and that's what I anticipate will happen. Wow. Okay. All right. Good luck, man. I'm yeah. Happy yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, guys. Yeah. See yeah. You. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.